Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's good, Internet? Welcome to Waypoint Radio's Sekiro Spoiler Cast. I'm your host, Austin Walker, and joining me today, a room filled with ninjas and shinobi and shadow assassins and... Yeah, those are shuriken being thrown right now. Damn. You already know what it is. That is the voice of Kato here on the mixing board. Also a ninja master in his own right. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Uh, I was being quiet. Right. I got you. I got you. I got you. Coming from the Shinobi School of Chicago, Patrick Klepek. Yeah, I haven't graduated yet, just like I haven't beaten this game, but I'm awful close. (laughs) You're very close. You're very close. Uh, And someone who I think at this point is probably... The 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 only person here, who, or maybe that's not true. Kata, did you beat all of the side bosses and stuff? Uh, depends on not the second pat, not other ending. Oh, uh, not other ending. I just feel like Joel. You have also not beaten the second set of the 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 bad ending side bosses. But other than that, you've completed this game. Yeah, I got the the good quote unquote ending. Yeah, same. The I long think. ending. The long end. Well, yeah, yes. Uh, Sekiro uh, is a game that came out earlier this year, I guess last month at this point, and I think it took all of us, um, it took kind of all of Waypoint's offices by storm. <laughs> uh, I beat it about a month ago. Kato and Joel wrapped it up in the last couple of weeks. Patrick, you were like, you were knocking at the end of the at the end of the game's door. Um, we are going to go deep into, into spoilers all the way through, even the stuff that Patrick hasn't quite seen yet. Look, oh. I made it to Endgame without getting spoiled, so do whatever you need to do about Sekiro. <laughs> I've already made my piece. That's it. That's all we need. Um, and and so we're going to talk about everything, just like letting you know up front, this is, we're not going to, I'm not going to start being like, oh, spoiler warning for the, this boss. Like, no, we're just going to, everything is on the table, and we're going to dig into it all the way through. And we're going to start with a really general question, which is like, what you, what'd you think? What, do y'all like this video game? <laughs> <laughs> I think it, like now that we've now that we're like on the other side of it, I mean, it took me forty five hours to beat, so I'm guessing it probably yeah. took y'all about the same or give or take. And I'm curious, like, did it work for you all the way through? Um, are you are you happy with it looking back on it now? And and how does it feel as like in your personal rankings of FromSoft games, stuff like that? Uh, I uh, y'all know me. I play a lot of Destiny. Destiny is a game that changes week to week. Yeah, there's like really? new quests and yeah, there's still there's new story stuff every week now. Like that, you can go do. Um, I didn't touch Destiny for wow. <laughs> like a month there, like because I just needed to keep playing Sekiro. Like every single night, I was you were stream. streaming it. I, yeah, I was yeah. streaming. Yeah, it. every time I would log in, like check the Discord at night to just make sure there weren't any fires I needed to put out. It would just be a quiet Discord and uh-huh. Kado streaming Sekiro. <laughs> like that was my constant every night. Yeah, I couldn't stop playing it. It uh, really got its hooks in me. I super enjoyed it. Uh, didn't 
check in on anything else while yeah. I was playing it because I just needed to see more of as more of the game. Um, ended up getting to the end game faster than I thought I would because I skipped a lot of side content. Yeah, and then went back and did all of that side content pretty late. It's a pretty open game in that yeah, regard, right? Which like, is cool. It's a yeah. remarkably open game in that regard. Like I I've been reading some things online where people are talking about having finished the game, like skipping what seem like large chunks of essential parts of the game, but mm-hmm. as it turns out, aren't. And then even just the the order in which you can do things, like the game funnels you in a direction, but not but like not it allows really. you to go off that path really yes. easily. Yeah. yeah. There are entire there, you know, there's a for instance, have y'all fought y'all fought the great ape or the uh what's the, yep. what's the actual name of that? Guardian Lost, ape. Guardian, Guardian ape. ape. And then you, you fight it the second time. Yeah. Oh sorry. You obviously fought it the second time because that fight is <laughs> the Guardian Ape being like, "Oh, by the way, you're not done with me yet." But the Guardian Ape can pop back up in a certain place. Where? So, you know that... Wait, you didn't so get this, it... No, this is totally possible. The same thing that happened to me, to wow. Patrick happened to me. Okay, you know the... Okay, do you know the poison pit area where there's one of the two snake eyes? Yeah, which I let that motherfucker just sit in the poison and kill himself. Perfect. <laughs> Good. So behind that fight, there's that big, there's like a bunch of weird little caverns and there's a big yeah, open cavern. Yeah, I thought cavern. there was... I like... Yes. There's a... Okay. There was a morning... So the morning... I Like... Couple days we gotta get like an hour to play a game before mm-hmm. work because Jessica goes to daycare and I happened to hit that poison area. I I spent most of that forty five minutes that I had to play watching him slowly poison himself, <laughs> put the controller down. Then I get through that area and I'm thinking like, well, I'll just poke my head around the corner even though I got to sit down and start working. And I see like this big open area. I'm like, oh damn! Like here it comes. There's, like, blood on the ground. I'm, like there's a fight in there. Put the PS4 into rest mode. I do not have time. Uh, to tackle this right now. Then I'm all psyched that night. Like, boom, put it on. <laughs> yep. Walk into that room, nothing. waiting for the cutscene. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So, <laughs> what? So, that's because of the order in which you can do some things. Uh-huh. You can get there before you've killed Guardian Ape. Damn. And you can move through that whole place. You can go through it and you can get past it and go do all the shit that's on the other side of it. Because does that go to Mibu Village? Does that go to the Fog Village? I can't even. I don't remember. I, it's been point. a while since I've since I played. Um, but like you can get past it because it's not there because it isn't died once. Yet, right. Right. So then later I was happened to be passing through it just on a whim. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Like I've already come through here. This place is fine. <laughs> and then that same area will get another different boss. That, in it that after happened that. to me because yes. I was like going back through. I was like, I already killed wait, these apes. Wait, this wait. Is- What's the trigger? You are if you've already killed Guardian Ape with the Mortal yeah. Blade. It will yes. retreat. It will show back up, the, or even with the mortal blade, I guess. Right? I guess once you have the mortal blade, but you've already killed the guardian ape by then. So how does no. it? Oh, it's a, is it a different guardian ape? No, it's the same one. You don't kill it the first time because you don't have. You're not supposed to have the mortal blade. You don't use the mortal blade the first time. You do not sever immortality. Oh, interesting. You do a shinobi right. execution. Do a shinobi doesn't execution. work. <laughs> and right. then you kill it the second time with the mortal blade. And then. Yeah, that's when it actually disappears right. forever. So there's all that stuff. Yeah. Joel, sorry. Wow, you, all right. Yeah, so there's lots of little things like that throughout the game where there's like weird cascading, you know, yeah. game state stuff that's pretty interesting. Joel, did you get that boss? And also, what did you think about Sekiro? Oh, I, I really, really... This is probably the first time... I'm trying to think. This is the first time in a long time where I went on a work trip to L.A., and packed a bigger suitcase than I needed. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was funny. I was listening to y'all's podcast with with Open Mike Eagle, and I was like, 
on my way to the hotel, like, please let there be HDMI on this motherfucking weird <laughs> hotel TV. Um, and, and there don't was. let it be screwed in. Yeah, so yeah, I've, don't I've, let I've it had be those screwed before in. where you can't can't take it out. Listen, it still had the weird like proprietary hotel bullshit, and I was playing Sekiro on like 720p on like a 1999 LG dedication. But but. Uh, you know, Genichiro didn't know the difference. And, um, Damn. And that was the fight I was on at that moment, you know? And I was on that fight for uh, probably four days, three, four days. Whew. And it wasn't like three or four days of playing all day, but, right. you know, all right, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this for an hour. I'm going to try this for an hour. So, yeah, I if if that says anything about my experience with this game, I, I took my PS4 to Los Angeles um, to keep playing. And at the very end, um, I was just like, I found myself, I don't know if you had this experience, Austin, but I was like, right after I finished the final boss, I was just like, I want to still, like, I want to fight yeah. people ninja style, like, uh-huh. more. Uh-huh. Um, and, big, uh, big, big, big mood, absolutely. <laughs> I, you know, it's like the combat was the biggest hurdle, because I was, you know, the last Souls thing I played through was remastered and i did a magic build where i didn't have to touch anything <laughs> uh, wow Christ. yeah i showed austin my final boss video i basically like shot the boss four times it's with so a dark funny bead, yeah and it's that's gone. extremely good that's part uh, of why i love th- that game right well and, this and so this is the, have that in the same way yeah totally no, not at all but i fell in, by the end of it i found myself just like wanting more of that like in your face trading blows combat because to get through this game you have to kind of fall in line with their system like there's not there's not as many ways around it as there were with dark souls yeah or even bloodborne where you could kind of like okay this is my play style this is the build i'm going to go for you kind of had to fall in line with the lessons it was trying to teach you um and at first that was really frustrating that's why again took me four (laughs) fucking days um but when it when it clicks and Austin kept saying like in the in our Sekiro Discord like you've downloaded that fight you know cause, oh, yeah. and and it it's a noticeable difference you go back in you get through a phase that had like kicked your ass like flawlessly and it mm-hmm. feels so fucking good mm-hmm. totally and I think that, probably oh go ahead no you go ahead I was gonna say it uh, probably ended up being my favorite combat in the Souls game but my least favorite world in the souls Hmm. games i um i like the high fantasy elements of the soul stuff a lot and while i liked the dynamic of sekiro of like only having a little bit of that stuff um and grounding a lot of it i found a lot of the enemies just to be like not very memorable or interesting like the fighting them was memorable and interesting but aesthetically i found the game kind of disappointing and and bland and was wishing there was more of the flourishes that I enjoyed out of Bloodborne and 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 Souls in in Sekiro. It was so interesting to me to see them go in that direction and mm-hmm. restrain themselves from the like you know. There's the famous Miyazaki quote about the nobility of the decaying dragon, last of its kind, from that Dark Souls art book. And I think a lot of that aesthetic, like Dark Souls and Bloodborne, are very different games in a lot of ways. But there is a similar there is a similar connection between some of the more grotesque bosses in Dark Souls and the kind of like baseline of Bloodborne um, that mm-hmm. allows you to build a sort of like um, uh, almost like an aesthetic um, line- linearity from 
oh yeah, this is high fantasy and there's some zombies and stuff to like the middle and end of Dark Souls where you're just dealing with things that look like weird creatures from another, mm-hmm. from, you know, that, that have been, that have decayed over thousands of years. And then eventually, you know, you kind of move into, into stuff that's like a little alien. But then Bloodborne, you start at, hey, these things look fucking gross. And you end at, <laughs> uh, and by the middle of it, you're like, these things aren't like anything else. And here it's just like, that's a snake. That's a dude with a yep. sword. Mm-hmm. That's an undead dude with a sword. Um, that's an undead dude who can shoot magic balls. Um, and you eventually get to some big supernatural shit. Like you got through everyone, Mm -hmm. you got through the dragon fight, right? Patrick, the fountainhead fight. The she has a Shenron (laughs) fight. Totally. So it's not like they don't go there, but I, I really appreciated them. And obviously I've said this before. I love the aspect of like dueling characters who move the way you move, Mm -hmm. who have the same sorts of tools that you have. And there's a lot of that in this game. Um, and so it was cool to see them do that. I'm so curious if Sekiro 2 or whatever the follow-up to this is, if that's DLC, if that's an actual sequel. They've um, called, I would say it is important that Activision called it a franchise in their press yes. release okay. about the sales of the sure. game. Um, so my I, guess is we're... I'm wondering if they will lean further in the supernatural direction, yeah. given the way that ending goes, and also the whole idea of like that is where the dragon is from, um, and also sort of like kind of... Japanese historical relationship with China and the West to mm. the places of the West of Japan, which means like the the, the Asian continent, um, which is like a land of has historically sometimes been rendered as like a land of myth and legend. Right. Um, and so like I could so I could imagine them going there and suddenly you're fighting, you know, Kirin, like, ja- you know, Japanese style unicorns and, you know, other sorts of supernatural creatures. And that could be really cool to see them slowly evolve over the course of a franchise to go from like, man, remember in 2019, we were just fighting samurai to eventually being truly yeah. ridiculous mythological shit. Yeah, like, so, like a mix is I think what I was looking for, yeah. like somewhere like in between it because I would I would hate for it to lose so much of what makes or at least seems to make Sekiro Sekiro, which is that like one v one human versus human uh, element. But yeah, and and you know, and maybe parts of the reason like the dragon and the snake work so well are because it's in something that doesn't generally have a lot of that stuff, so it sticks out. Um, but yeah, I'd love to see a little more of that. It just they're so good at it. Like yeah. um, the restraint. Like the like the Fountain Palace area is one of yeah. those visually arresting areas in the game. It's wild, but yeah. part of that is because I think like a lot of the other parts of the game aren't particularly interesting to look at. There are moments like it has you know the, the Sunken Valley I think is like a really cool area to to move through. But like when I rewind through my head of like the areas, I'm often thinking of the combat and have a hard time recalling a lot about the the world uh, if, itself. If each of you pulled out one area that was your favorite area for whatever reason, whether it's gameplay or aesthetic or like a mix of, of those things, story, whatever it is, is there a place that, or just a moment that is like, hey, this this one moment made me love this entire area. Does anyone have one that jumps to mind? Uh, I think... The temple for me? Yeah, yeah. I was actually going to say that too. Why yeah. is that, Joel? I thought the temple was like, I, it felt like one of the first times you got really high up and you could like see across the world, mm. um, and it was it was like I just found the the way you could approach once you get into the temple. You're like you're looking at like a, a path on a hillside with like just you know probably thirty monks, yeah. Um, and you can you can take them head on. Um, you can sneak up and try and take them one by one. You can just fucking grapple on trees and like say later. Um, <laughs> And then, and then you you start to feel like you're getting your head around combat, 
and then they introduce an enemy that you can't kill until you have the mortal blade with that creepy ass arm tentacle yeah thing. Yep. the centipedes um, yeah so it's like right after you like okay i got this and then they introduce those straw hat enemies those which dudes are probably rule. Yeah, they're cool as shit, but they're probably the enemy I had the most trouble Same, with. Yeah. Like, even at the very end of the game, I went back and I was like, all right, I've got all these bosses down <laughs> Like, fuck off, Al. Like, I got this. And I was like, let's go, like, see what I've learned. And they still fucked me up because their attack patterns are so weird. They're hard to predict. Um, and my, my favorite, one of my favorite moments in that in the temple is me trying to sneak away from them into the, there's that like wheat or grass or whatever that's right there. Mm -hmm. But someone has fire arrows or a fire ability and it burns the grass away. Uh, <laughs> fuck. So like, I can't hide anywhere. This sucks. Oh my God. Um, but no, I think that's, that's a great one. Is that similar reasons for you, Kyle? Uh, yeah, well, kind of different reasons. My, it was like the beginning of the reveal, right? With those uh, enemies that, um, that there's undead shit. There's there is that there's, something more to the undead than just your version of resurrection. Like there's a right. different type of resurrection, something that seems more unnatural. Yeah. And then also the boss of that area, which is unlike anything else yeah. in the entire game. These the, the monkeys. The monkeys. Yeah. It was so cool. I was like, what is happening? Oh, yeah. Like you love that fight. So that, or that, that fight, fight, quote yeah. unquote, uh -huh. that encounter. Yes. It isn't yeah. Um Did it work for all of you? Because I've I've talked to some people where like they just didn't it just they didn't engage with it using any of the rooms. They right. didn't have to like or oh, they just like randomly ran around and yeah. occasionally just stabbed. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I no, yeah, I, 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 I solved the puzzles, and that was a satisfying way to totally to do that. Fight. How did y'all figure out the final one? Which one was the final one? The invisible one. Oh, oh that, did you figure that one first? That one was my first one. Whoa! So okay, <laughs> I fucking went. I went off to the left, and there's the room with the with the waterfall. Yeah, in yeah, it. yeah. I just happened to be in there and look down and see footprints. I'm like, wow. Who's... Wait, you saw footprints in the in the, the water? waterfall room? Wow, that's cool as hell. Yeah. So I was like, what is happening? And then like I started moving, and then I noticed the, where the new ones were appearing. I was yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> and there he was. That's Fucking... so cool. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I, that apparently like. It was. It said uh, there's like a, a plaque in each of the rooms. Yeah. And the one in that one was something about like drowning out, like having such a droning sound, yeah. letting you like. So I used that focus. to get to. So that I I thought that what I was doing was I used that to deafen the one. Yes. Who hears I you. did that the okay. second the, the other time. But gotcha. I guess they work both ways though. It was cool. like you can focus on other things around you and like it like yeah, showed yeah, yeah. these things on the That's floor. So yeah. cool. Um. I just got that fight is so cool. Yeah, that, go ahead. I just thought it was such a like you're you're in all of these like brutal combat encounters, and then you're in this like kind of silly puzzle. Mm -hmm. And did you know I watched after I like I don't know how long I spent like running around trying to find all of those motherfuckers, but like I watched a video and that invisible monkey is right behind yeah. you. Yeah, the when whole you start, way. <laughs> you literally start if you turn and swing. You kill it! Wow! Like it starts oh. right <laughs> That's behind so you, and I was just funny. like, "You motherfuckers!" Like yeah. I, uh, it's it's so good. Like I just see like them like with a smirk on their face, like somewhere in the world, like because that was so clever. Um, and and like how you could use the the water or just kind of like it it just kind of like punished you for trying to run head on, and I thought it was really really cool, like a really cool break in between all these like 
just like brutal combat encounters. Yeah, getting through that temple and getting that, but also getting the divine air, not the divine air, the, um, what is her, what is her, what's the character's name? Something child. The child, yeah. the, the, whatever. The one that gives you rice. The, the one rice that gives child. you rice. The rice, yeah, there's a specific name, but whatever. Divine. Um, yeah. It felt like, well, like one, it was like, hey, this is a cool moment of peace and like relaxation and like, it feels like I found a new ally here. The divine child, the divine, the divine child of child. rejuvenation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Two, that moment narratively of like, this is a place where lots of kids died. Yeah. Where, and where lots of people became infected because they became devoted to this idea of having resurrection at their fingertips and like breaking mortality. Um, and partially did it. I, it's so interesting. There's like so many little moments in that in that area that I think stand out for me that all contribute to this feeling. So like the one th I tweeted about this at the time, but I kept seeing those little uh, statues around with the red bibs. Right. And those are a real thing, the red the the red bib Jizo statue which are in real life placed at in in places where children have died. Um they are nice. met yeah, it's really sad. Um and there's a huge collection of them around where you find one of the pinwheels. Yeah. To give to mm. that dude. Um, on the and cliffs. On the cliffs. And then you go immediately near there and fight Mr. Dark Souls, the armored warrior who yells like Richard or whatever. Rob, Robert. 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 Yeah. Robert. Robert. Which I love that fight. That yeah. fight is fucking so cool. Yeah. Um, uh, I like, I took a video of that fight for sure. I'm just like, I'm beating this motherfucker and he won't die. And they're like, oh, I see. I have to push him through the window. Okay, let me try to line it up. That was really cool. Yeah. But then realizing like, oh, he is definitely here because he is trying to figure out a way to bring his son back to life. Yep. This is super sad. Um, all that stuff worked for me really well. But you need to go out of this window. You, but, but sorry, <laughs> but I bet he comes back. I bet he comes back in the next game. He has all that armor on. Listen. Ah! Uh, he's going to go. He's going to be another opportunity for him to try to save his son's life and he'll become the Onion Knight equivalent yeah. of the Sekiro series. Absolutely. Please. Please. Like, get in a fight with, alongside of me? Oh, that'd be yeah. so good. Let me summon him. <laughs> I wish the game had more... Like, it was a little disappointing that there weren't um, more interactions with NPCs in a combat setting. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. there's like it one... makes the one time against the... Yeah, it's one... As far as I can tell, just yeah, the, the ones drunkard. against the... Yeah, the drunkard. Um, Jinzu or something? Yeah, like that? yeah. The, the name of the... Juzo. Enemy. Uh Juzo, yeah. yeah. Um, and that was fun because, like, I, you know, I went back to that – when I got to that fight and I finally conquered it, like, it was one of those things where it's like I went in, took care of the small guys, like, he's keeping yeah. the boss occupied, and then we just fucking wailed on him <laughs> and just chewed chewed through it. And the game sort of punishes you if you don't at least figure out some of that fight because he – that boss type appears as a mini boss, yeah. like, yeah. three different instances in the game. So mm -hmm. you eventually have to, like, beat him fair and square. Um but I, in the same way that I, I truly wish this game had co-op because it just would have been, I would love to play through it a second time yeah. with someone just fucking around. Like, I know like the game is broken that way. It's not that it's going to hurt a lot of the, the way the combat and the posture works, but like, I would just love to be just chewing through a battle yeah. with somebody else. And I think this game is lesser for not having I would love to that stuff. see someone I'm with use that axe to break through someone's shield and then fucking death blow them. I'd probably use the mm. prosthetics more. I mean, this is another thing that I, I was disappointed yeah. by. Uh, so I wrote a piece a couple of weeks back, um, more or less positing. I'm the one that is responsible for from software's patch. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you. Lower the, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, 
in which I argued that I I felt like I was constantly playing the game with one hand tied behind my back because the prosthetics cost so much to both use in combat and because I didn't want to touch my stash. Now, granted, I'm going to finish the game with like 600 because <laughs> I ended up not touching them because um, that's just how this stuff works yeah. in video games. But I also think even if even if it costs nothing, right, um, I never or rarely found that in like the battles that truly mattered, like in the bosses especially, that there was ever a meaningful reason to not just focus on learning and mastering the attack, the parry, the block. And I would only, I would keep the, the um, you know, the fireworks around when it's like, okay, cool. I've made it to like the back half of phase two. Yeah. Now I'm just going to try and like get some cheap shots in so that I can see this one through. But like outside of using like a new a prosthetic when I got it to see what it did. Like I upgraded them, but like I didn't use them. And so I think it's kind of a <laughs> failing of the game to not have found, and maybe this is just me and maybe all of you had a different experience, but outside of the, the, the fireworks and the um, shurikens that I would use to just kind of like, you know, halt people yeah. and buy myself some time. I just didn't use the pros- prosthetics and I found that the game didn't really, encourage me or the reactions from bosses were not meaningful in a way that like suggested I should be playing around with it more than, than I did there. That's funny that you said that you didn't, you upgraded them, but didn't use them. Cause I did the exact opposite. I spent all my money buying spirit emblems so that I could use it and mm. never had enough to upgrade uh, until <laughs> the very, very end game. Yeah. And I was able to do like a couple money runs and like finally upgrade everything. But yeah, I like ended up just spending. I didn't buy anything else really, just right. spirit emblems because yeah. I wanted. To, I wanted to experiment with them enough that I was like, "Fuck it, I'm not using this." These other items seem not as necessary. Yeah, like what like, well else was there even to buy besides other stuff? I bought yeah. were like up were tools or like special items you would need to upgrade your right. your prosthetics. But other than that. I don't no, know that I, I mean, bought much of anything. Maybe like a few sugars now like and then. Gourd but yeah. seeds, you know, gourd seeds, gourd seeds, gourd seeds. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, by yeah. the end of the game, there's one of the skill trees that has essentially an ability that drops more sin from enemies. Yeah. And um, same as when I play Steam World or anything, I always go for the money. Like, mm-hmm. like whatever's sure. going to give me more money. Yep. Um, and then in Fountainhead Palace, there's like a little run oh, yeah. that I was doing. Yeah. Yep. As I could basically get like thousands and thousands of sin, um, and upgraded everything and bought all the stuff. And I ended up buying a lot more sugar. So I, cause like, I felt like sugar was really spare. Um, there are places so. where you can go to grind that out and you use totally. the, you use the balloon that lets you get more items. And that is, I did those runs towards mm. the end of the game to get I what did I did those needed. runs as well to get, um, one of the, um, rare materials to upgrade your prosthetic mm-hmm. but um same same with divine confetti there's like you know the yes, um, yeah where ishin is you can grind out you know it's like one run will give you like one or two confetti um but i thought i thought a very similar way patrick where i was like oh i i don't want to waste these but uh. then i found myself like approaching the end of the game and i was like wait what <laughs> why the fuck do i have you know what i mean like like <laughs> what does that umbrella do again yeah. Um, and then I started like, using then, them, but and, then and, right. and, and wa- I, I watched. The, I thought the same thing until I started watching some of the other uh, Waypoint mods, boss fight videos, and mm-hmm. that was really really cool because there were folks that were like, I got there's a second owl fight 
And mm-hmm. if the first <laughs> Alphite sucked, um, <laughs> the second Alphite is horrible. Yeah. Um, but I watched someone else's video and they were using the Mist Raven feather and I hadn't even touched Oh, that touched fucking rules. I love that feather. I love that feather. I yes. hadn't touched it and there's an uh, there's an overhead attack and you just use the Mist Raven feather and then you're behind the motherfucker. Um, <laughs> and and then I watched another mod video and uh, it was Nico who was using the overhead slash ability, like the big, heavy... Uh, Ichimonji. Yeah, Ichimonji. Hell yeah. And when you do that, it it severely damages their posture, but it also gives you, it recovers some of your posture when you hit it. So oh, it's just like, oh, I hadn't I thought like, that. and I and then I found myself watching yeah. this video and then putting these things that I I would have never approached the fights that way blind. Um, and like, oh, what, I need to try this out here. Or maybe who's, who can I poison? Who can I not? So I don't know if maybe that will come into play more in like a new game plus environment where bosses are, tougher and you'll probably have tons and tons of spirit emblems and money yeah but i think um, I'm, I'm still with patrick that like just give me a maximum i still want there to be right. a limit per life do you know what i mean i don't want to be able to just use the prosthetic an infinite amount of times or my tool oh. you know what i mean but i yeah, i'm but not I, saying a consumable is is yeah. good like I, I hated it in bloodborne um i think any kind of mechanic in the game like in patrick's article where you have to grind to be able to use something in the game like Grinding for that purpose isn't fun. Yeah. Um, and it's not advancing you in like the in the skill of the, the game, right? Like it's not it just feels like it's punishing you like for the sake of punishing you as opposed to what we all like about these games is it's punishing you because it's trying to be instructive. And it's like, well, you yeah. gave me these tools and now you're punishing me for using the tools. And I, I just I actually I wish I, I'm sure there are uh, lots of videos that are gonna show interesting and unique unique ways to have used the tools. In spots that I didn't think of, but it's and it's fine, and I guess it's fine that I largely played ninety nine percent of the game. I played just using the sword, but I guess I wish there were more organic ways for the game to communicate or suggest different ways that you could use the stuff. Or maybe if there were fewer prosthetics, but like they were more Im- impactful, right? Maybe mm-hmm. if there was only like th- three or four of them, but like that meant you were like constantly cycling through them as opposed to, I don't know, at the end it's like, you know, I've got like 12 and it's like, I don't know what I, there are four spears. Uh, like, okay. Mm. I um, mean, most of those are, li- are fairly linear in yeah. terms of upgrade by the end, like, or you're making spears, maybe the one that actually you, you're right that I think there are too many of because there is a spear that's like you thrust through and pull back. And there's another spear that does like an AOE. And like, I didn't need all that, but I did like being, there was a couple things there where it's like the upgrade. This is an upgrade that makes it work well on ghosts and apparitions. Yeah. This is the upgrade right. that makes it work really well on animals and stuff like that. Um, Real quick, I just hit a fucking weird spoiler thing that I had not put together while looking at the prosthetic list. Mm. Do you know what the name of the firecrackers is? Off the top of your head? What? Roberts? Roberts. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Let me, re- let me reread you the description. It's always been on them. Firecrackers from across <laughs> the southern seas can be fitted to the Shinobi prosthetic to become a prosthetic tool. Makes a deafening sound, frightening to animals. Sold by little Robert and his father to raise oh, funds for their travels. Their voyage shit. brought them to Japan where they would seek the quote unquote undying in an attempt to, to expand or to extend Robert's life. Shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God damn it. Yeah. 
This game, uh, item Speaking. descriptions. Still read item descriptions. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking um, of spoilers and prosthetic tools, though, yeah. there's one thing that I saw someone do uh, on the Guardian Ape with a specific prosthetic tool. Have you all seen this? It, like, changes... The spear? The spear thing. I didn't know about that. Uh, and, like, it basically, once you've cut off the head, you can poke the spear into the, like neck hole and you pull out the centipede that's God. inside it that's controlling it that's so fucking it's wild so yeah it's like think about how like i mean the way i did the game like i did that fight early so early on i did i didn't hadn't gone to the temple at all so like having that reveal happen there instead of like at the very end of the temple would have been such a different thing if i had just happened to have used that spear but yeah it's really cool that they like have these little things that can happen depending on what uh tools you're using and this is like my first time playing through uh, a FromSoft game when it came out, right? True, um, yeah. true. So, so I don't know, like a lot of this, you know, like when I was playing Dark Souls 3 that had been out for, I don't know, a year or two and y'all were helping me and Austin helped me beat the Abyss Watchers, you know, like, and, and there was kind of like an established, oh, you do this for that um, yeah. mm-hmm. from the mm-hmm. community. And I'm, I'm curious, you know, obviously like this, it's so funny. Like, I feel like on day two of this fucking game, there was a walkthrough up on, on Fexter life. Um, and I was just like, how is this possible? Um, but yeah, I do wonder with some of that stuff. Cause I saw that on the ape too. And I was just like, that makes sense. But like, there was very little in nudging you in that direction. And the description for the spear says it'll rip armor off big foes. So when I was fighting, uh, Robert's Papa, I was trying to rip his armor off. Um, <laughs> I think With there's this, only one mini boss that that ends up applying to. Apparently, like, it's the really big dudes, like the dudes that hold the bells and the yeah the hammers. You can knock their armor off. Mm. Yeah, yes. but they have like a little shoulder pad. I don't yeah, necessarily yeah. know how much that affects it. Yeah, that didn't um, ever end up being part of like what my strategy was for them. I like I guess for me, it's like I like having all these prosthetics. I actually wish there were more fights. That were by the by the mid and end game that required me to dip. Well, that, I guess them, that's right? I guess that's more what I'm looking yeah. for. Is like I, you know I'm trying to think of solutions that nudge you into because I want like you know it was it was super fucking cool to like see a video of a fight I did and then it turns out oh if you just use like the poison knife it becomes like meaningless like it's a very easy fight um, and I, I I guess I just wish the game found more ways to nudge the average player totally otherwise is just going to just do this because because it often felt like it was it made more sense to get the timing down with my sword because it was reliable like i I knew how it's going to to operate um and yeah i just i wanted more reasons to play more creatively yeah and often it felt like the game just wasn't doing enough to to press me in that direction there was there was like one time that i feel like it did that kind of well at least for me was uh the madam butterfly fight where if you read the shuriken description, it says that it knocks it'll knock people yep. out of the air. So like getting, like knocking her when she's doing her backflips on the strings. I was like, yes, perfect. Um, but other than that, like they don't really, they don't really uh, do a good job of making that st- sort of stuff clear. Or... Which which I, again, I bet in a year when we're watching speed runs, it'll be like, oh wow, wow, there's you a weird do, interaction yeah, here. Yeah, that yeah. blah blah blah. But like, yeah, I, I I still for what I'm for for my point like. 
I had that sort of blessed run of this game where I was never really grinding for spirit emblems except for yeah. the very, very end of the game going against the uh, Demon of Hatred. Like that yeah. er, that part of the very <laughs> final, final like five hours of the game is where I was like just going around and doing boss cleanup basically mm -hmm. um, and was like blowing through those emblems. Because I used them on the – one, I unlocked the – once I started going for the headless – and right. got the permanent Akko. I actually, this is the big thing that changed it. Was I didn't have a problem as long as all I was doing was using prosthetics because I paced those out normally fine. But once I got the like whatever the Akko Sugar equivalent technique is that you can learn from killing yeah. the one headless Akko Spirit Fall. Akko Sp yeah, Spirit Fall, which took three yeah. uh, Spirit Emblems yeah. until now. I think it takes two now. Um, and then also I unlocked the Mortal Blade. The the not just the the mortal blade draw the regular one but the one that you can get if you get from like the final skill scrolls like the the skill scroll that right. you unlock from that one ninja dude. Do you know what I'm talking about? Maybe mm -hmm. did y'all get no, that? Wait, 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 the final one is Ishin's, isn't it? Maybe. Yeah. The, no, like, no, no, no. The one where it's like if you've gotten to the end of these two yes. trees. Yes, yes, yes. And then that one is that, what I'm talking that, about. Yeah, that one's Ishin's. Yes. Okay, so the yeah, Ishin's yeah. that one. Um, I got like the best version of Mortal Draw that combines right. the like the Ichi Ichimanji stuff oh. to like the Iijutsu stuff, oh, the yeah, quick yeah. draw stuff quick with draw. the with the Mortal Blade stuff, Ooh. and that burns through like three on each use, but it Damn. does a ton of of stagger damage or, or like uh, whatever posture, posture damage, damage, even if they block it, and so huh. it's like it became a key part of me burning down those like mid level fights, uh, and also it just looks cool because it does like the Street Fighter four style ink. In the right, air effect, right. it looks so fucking dope. Um, a question that we got from a lot of people, and then we'll take a break after this. Uh, what was your favorite Shinobi prosthetic? If you picked one, if there was one that was like your go-to, what would that? What was that one? For me, it was probably the firecrackers. If I'm being like yeah, totally it's, honest, it's such a useful. Yeah, like I don't. I wish I had. I wish I had like a, a a more interesting answer, but it really was. I would always have those equipped. Yeah. I when I felt like this is it, like this is the run, yeah. like this is where I'm gonna take out the boss. It's like then I start spamming the the fire fireworks to like get through like the last third of of the health of somebody. Um, so that's that's really it. Is like I'd keep. Yeah. Sometimes I would use. I mean, it's pretty the shuriken and the fireworks. So the shuriken yeah. I used a lot to like buy myself time in lots of like lower level fights. Um, so I just have someone like get into a block stance so I could heal or something like that. So I was using the shurikens um, a lot, but yeah, really like that. I mean, that's, that's why I ended on that criticism was because I basically used those two and that was right. about it. Right. I really love the, still on the, the fire, the firework stuff is when you fight owl, great shinobi owl, he has that same ability yeah. and seeing yeah. the, the like black powder fill the air and you're like, what is that? <laughs> and like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> and like, oh, that's so cool. That's what I do. I do that. That's me. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It. Uh, Joel Cotto, uh, how about you? Uh, I'd say the one I use the most was still firecrackers, but yeah. my favorite is definitely miss the miss feathers because that's just so cool to be able to do. And it's like, unlike the other ones in such a, you know, drastic way where you're like, like it's about, <laughs> it's about when you're too late, you realize you're too late on an animation mm. with enough time to still hit the, a, a different button that like the block wouldn't come up fast enough because of the wind up on that, but you can still get this, this out. That was really, that was a really fun one to use on a lot of, 
uh, especially enemies yeah. with like weird like like Ishin's like delays for example were always a thing yeah. that tripped me up because you wouldn't you would you'd be like oh I can fit in a swipe in here. You cannot fit in a swipe in here. It's a frame trap. Yep. You're not gonna you're not gonna hit him. It's funny you say that it's a frame trap because I think this is people said this about Bloodborne, obviously. Yeah. But this is the most FromSoft has ever made a, a fighting system that yeah. feels like a fighting game. Yep. With things like frame traps and and like really needing to think about priority and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. Joel, how about you? Favorite prosthetic? Favorite prosthetic just like y'all, I probably use the firecracker and um the I just had a brain fart on the throwing ones. Uh, shuriken, shuriken, shuriken. Yeah, um, I use those the most for sure. And there's some fights in the. You go back to the Harada Estate where you really have to either use a shuriken or um, the whistle, which I found was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. But I think the axe, and I had upgraded the axe to be like the flaming axe. So not only did it like do a ton of damage, but it set people on fire. That's the one that I liked the most and I yeah. felt super powerful. And I actually ended up using the axe in the the first owl fight. Oh, um, wow. Whenever cool. I had broken his defense, I would hit him uh, with the axe and, and that felt really cool. And the follow-up to the axe that you unlock in the skill tree, or I think it's like there's a bunch of prosthetics you get a follow-up, but you do, you know, your prosthetic attack and then you do like another like spinning attack or attack with your sword. Um I ended up using that late in the game a lot and really liked it. Um, before we actually take a break, there was actually one thing I want to I want to set up or not set up, but we're going to dig in some questions after the break. But I think we should actually um, talk about the endings and our just experiences there because right. not a lot of the questions I got in were like, "What what did you get? What ending did you get? What did you think about that stuff?" I also just want to show Patrick. So Patrick, did you look up all the endings? At this point, no. okay. Can we show Patrick the reveal of the final boss? The reveal of the final boss. The the, the final boss yeah. shit. Because there's a thing that happens in there that I just want Patrick's real life yeah. first time reaction to. Okay. Um, so we need to actually find one that ha- that doesn't skip the cutscenes here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Let's see. This looks like it'll do it. Yeah, let's see. Yep. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. You want to timestamp that and send that over to to Patrick? We can count in on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, timestamp it to that second. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, da, 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 da. Wait. Oop. Copy. Okay. There's the timestamp. Take that. Okay. Ready? Hold on. I got to wait. I got to get through this ad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What you should know at the top of this fight, Patrick, is you go into this fight and it's Genichiro again. It's your, like, finally you're going to fucking face off against Genichiro again. And here's the thing. He doesn't have any new tricks and you've been playing the game for 20 more hours. And so you get that feeling of just like, you don't even, you don't even compete, man. Like, you, this isn't it. You don't have it. And then this happens. So. Okay. All right. So, uh, three, two, one, play. Yeah. Yep. Three. Okay. Two. Three, two, one, play. He's fucked up pretty bad. Hey, man. He's trying to stand up. Seems tough. I was. Proud. I haven't heard this in English. This is weird. Same. Grandfather was. Not- the dragon blood 
surging through her veins. With this, Ashina's Ooh, here we go. You hate to see it. You, you hate to see it. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Ow. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pretty ow. Uh. That's how blood oh. works. Uh-oh. Well. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. Oh, I love That's the shot arm. so much. Give me that. Give me that sword. You don't know how to use that sword. I know how to use that sword. I am the sword saint, motherfucker. Oh! Gross! <laughs> it's so gross! I love it! See, this is the shit I was talking about, I man. know! <laughs> oh! Which means What's good? Yo, that guy looks like he's hard. He, dude, he has, look how many... Look how many death blows he has. <laughs> Straight oh up. My God, it, went, it went right into a Game of Thrones ad and started playing oh. the theme music. <laughs> That's immediately so funny. after he put his sword out and said, I must destroy you. That's dun, so funny. Dun, 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 dun. You can close this. You can close this count out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, a great fight. It's it's the, it's the fight that it is. It has three distinct phases. He ends up getting a cool fucking lightning spear. Um, it's a hard fight, but I got it in like an hour of like slowly getting better and better and better. Um, right. And uh, it's really great. And then and then there are endings. There are four endings. Um, Kato, do you want to go first? Do you want to tell me about your ending? My none of us betrayed my, Kuro. Is the first nobody thing, got right? the bad ending. No one got right? the bad ending. The Shura which, ending. The Shura ending. Uh, the bad, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Shura yeah. ending, which is that, you know, there's that bit where Owl shows up and it's like, you and me, we could run this. You can say yes to Owl. And then you end up fighting Ishin, but like old man Ishin, and Emma, who's like the, the woman who upgrades her gourd. What? Uh, couldn't be me. Fight her. She's good. Oh, she's cool. Delete that save game. Uh, and then I mean, she's a little over. weird because, well, yeah, but you, you fight... Both of them. Yes. And have you watched the video for that? Yes. So you fight, you basically like, yeah, dad, let's do it. Uh -huh. You fight both of them. And then the owl is like giving this monologue about how powerful you are and, and how y'all are going to take over the country. And then you just see your sword go through his chest. Right. Is it the so same you, shot as when the sword goes through your chest? It is basically yeah, the same basically. shot. It's, it is like yeah, it's the same framing. Totally. Yeah, that's so cool. Uh, as when he stabs so, you in in the Karazzo uh, Estates. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so you give in to 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 hatred with which I guess Shura just means like devastation and and constant state of fighting. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a particular type of um, uh, figure in in uh, Japanese uh, Buddhism, I believe. Yeah. Um, that is like basically it is um, it is like a type of like div divine or godlike figure that is consumed with conflict. Basically, um, mm. it, it's sort of like saying like a god of war or something like that, uh, <laughs> but is like completely given over to this feeling of hate and, and I mean you fight one yeah. the the demon of hatred is Ashura, Ashura. right uh, and so that is like 
there's a good little cyclical thing happening there with the the toolmaker, uh, the wood carver, the wood. What's his actual name? He has an the, actual the sculptor. The sculptor, yeah, the sculptor. Uh, and and Sekiro, but like they're not the same. I don't think they're the same character, but there is this like repetition of hate, this repetition yes. of conflict that can't quite resolve itself. Um, and uh, I, I like the, and that ending is just like you become that right. Yeah. Your arm catches fire as you become a demon of hatred. Uh, but none of us got that because we all are we all love our Lord, <laughs> yeah. our little Lord Kuro and his noble heart. Um, uh, what did you get, Kata? I thought you said lore. Our little lore. Like, we all love our lore. My lore Kuro. <laughs> um, so essentially, at my for my ending, so there's four, right? I think I got the so there's the bad one. There's two like middle middling ones. Yeah, and the, and who who dies is basically what changes in those two. Yeah, and then there's the third like best end. Yeah, um, I got the uh, ending where Sekiro sacrifices himself. Okay, to keep Kuro to keep alive. Kuro alive. Okay, basically the the ending shot is <laughs> you it's you be, you behead yourself and there's like Sakura like the the flower the 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 flower petals coming out of like his neck and like flowing. It looks like the... a threadless t shirt. Yeah, it's so fucking good. <laughs> it's it's very um, good. I like that. It's a cool ending. You get that by doing the endings in this game. You get by doing some truly Dark Souls NPC bullshit of yeah. like needing to overhear certain conversations that are not necessary. Like I didn't. I could. I was never even on the path to that one because really? I didn't overhear hear those conversations so the harada estate never got refreshed for me oh. you go back to the harada estate and you end up you end up being able to fight owl again yeah joel you sent me a video of that fight for you owl yeah here's the thing i love about that is that yeah there's a part where you need to eavesdrop on a thing but yeah. owl tells you really in like code he's like it sure is drafty here and you look around there's a big hole in the <laughs> wall and you go around the outside oh, so I- the sculptor. The sculptor says. Oh, Sorry, the sculptor. Not owl. Owl. Say, the sculptor. Yeah, yeah. The sculptor. Interesting. Sorry. Totally. The, you so go, I won't fight Owl a second time because I haven't gone on the path to the best I think, ending? No, no. So that's the thing is I got the best ending, but I didn't do any of this other Owl stuff because you can get that oh. without yeah. doing this other stuff. Yeah. Um, which is basically oh. you overhear you overhear that. Owl and Emma are talking. And, sculptor and Emma. Sorry. I keep saying Owl. That's okay. <laughs> sculptor and Emma are talking and she mentions that uh, something about Owl's past or something or like there was a bell that Owl dropped after your fight with Owl. Right. Uh, and that is um, a memory of Owl back at Harata Estate. So you go back through, there's new enemies in that area uh, and you fight him at his prime and it's... He's got a lot of he's got a lot of similar moves, but then also there's a whole slew of extra things that he didn't do the first time around, and it's a really cool fight. Um, but that gives you um, a piece of the Ever Blossom tree that he right. had on him then, which has which is still in still blooming, and that allows you to keep to cleanse the Lord with without. Yeah killing him basically yeah but instead you kill your you still have to sacrifice you have to sacrifice yourself gotcha. instead of kuro having to sacrifice himself gotcha and that is like the slightly better ending yeah in, in in terms of like doing a little more work yeah and then there's also the default ending which is like you stab him in the stomach you just like bop mortal blade you're dead that's what the story of this game is yeah um joel what should you get the return ending the like best ending yeah i got the return ending but also on the normal ending um yeah i i watched a video for that which is you have to sever, sever ties of immortality, so you kill Kuro. Yeah. Um, but in that ending, you then become the sculptor. 
Right. Which was yes. Funny. That is really and cool. And Emma hmm. brings yes. you a prosthetic and just basically says like, hey, find a, you know, find someone worthy of giving this to essentially yeah. in the future. So you're like starting over the cycle, um, right. which is really, you know, like I, when the sculptor had one arm and you had one arm in the very beginning of the game, I was just kind of like, okay, FromSoft, like, <laughs> yeah. for something All right, there. here we go. Yeah. Um, I, I think thematically so that, that stuff is really cool because it's just like, hey, it is not a literal, like, it is not the, like, um, it's not a time loop. Right. You are not the sculptor. The sculptor was a shinobi before you were a shinobi. It's about cycles of... Of violence, violence and yeah. power, right? That, like, hey, sure, you stopped this run of of this resurrection stuff. Yeah. But the core, the core conflict of this story, which is not just about, like, you fighting demons and shit, but it's about, like, the federal powers of Japan trying to come in and run things in this local place, but also internal conflict in the local place, and, like, who has access to to the sort of like super powerful uh, ability to create really powerful warriors and also to keep people alive. Like all of that stuff is like st- not resolved yeah. uh, in, in a sense. And that is really uh, a cool little touch. Yeah, I think like thematically thinking about this with like souls and Bloodborne, like obviously power like plays into all of that stuff, but I didn't really, I played through most of the Dark Souls and still didn't put it together until I like read a bunch of shit. Yeah. Um, or you explained it to me, I actually think once like connecting two to that three. That sounds right. That, that, that sounds, sounds like a thing. Austin. Thing yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was after work Friday night. We're like sitting yeah. there at oh, seven. Yeah, you're, that all sounds right. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then Bloodborne, we watched, uh, I forget the YouTuber, but, uh, they Probably make Vati. very thorough. Yes, Vati exactly. Video? Yeah. 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 That, that explanation of, of Bloodborne where it, it like had to do with like discovering knowledge and using that knowledge for power and like taking it too far. And I think, like Sekiro, like the old woman, the sculptor, like there's so many mentions of like violence in this game of like, like how violence only begets violence and hatred. Um, and I felt like that was was the pro- like if I had to take a, a aside from power, because like every game, there's a boss that wants power. Um, I felt like that was the main theme that I took away from it. Yeah, was was like this, like exploration of like of how those committed to just like fight and and kill everything are only going to like like beget that um that kind of um horrible like hate fueled uh ending essentially yeah i i think there's definitely a there's like the the takeaway from the good ending which is you find a way you work with the the divine child mm-hmm who is yeah. a person who has synthetically syn- – synthetically as opposed to like purely super – like purely – Kuro has the blood of a dragon in him, which is why he can do this. Yeah. This, the, divine, the divine child, um, she has been made through this, th- this weird system that the monks were working on where they've turned away from their religion and begun trying to master – the ability to create immor- immortal beings and she is like the one who really – got it basically who like or who who like managed to get through the that process yeah. and retain that power and sh- her whole thing is like we cannot just simply stop this one instance of it we need to basically return this power to where it originated and put it back in its place and restore the natural order um and the thing that is interesting to me there is like it goes a step further from the local and to like hey 
all of this power, the idea of creating immortality has a cost and that cost is everyday people. In the case yeah. of the divine child, it's all the other children who have died in the process of trying to create her um, and also all of the monks who have kind of joined, become this like mindless cult and have been experimented on and have centipedes in them in some cases. Yeah. And like, and then in, but even in the, in, in Kuro's case, the, this ability is tied to causes dragon rot, right? Regular people in the world of Japan or in the nearby area get sick when you die and call on the power of the of, of resurrection. Um, and that is so this is like the thing I wish I could have talked about at launch a little bit more. Right. Was that like the the text is so filled with this question of like Okay, but what does the investment in having really strong super soldiers do to the world around you? What does your what does having someone like Sekiro or like Genichiro or like these characters who are relying on supernatural powers that hurt other people, like hurt people who are just like in the community, not yeah. hurt their enemies? Um, what is the cost of that, and who gets to use it? And the answer is the people in power get to use it. If you're from Kuro's bloodline, or if you can control Kuro, you can say, "Yeah, we're going to make a really dope soldier who can't die forever," and that is going to. Uh, uh, keep us in power. And in this case, it's specifically about trying to keep them in power from the Japanese uh, emerging federal government after yeah. the Warring States period who wants to come in and settle things and like establish themselves as the true rulers of this area. So like at the heart of it is this conflict between states. It's right. just also like about a a government or a, a person in power, the powerful being like, yeah, I don't care who gets fucking sick. We need a good swords dude. Right. We need a dude who knows how to fucking use a sword and who can get up after he gets killed. And that's what makes the headless so interesting to me is like the headless are all old warrior, immortal warriors who did their job and then who society didn't want to look at anymore. And so they got their heads chopped off and thrown into pits and rivers where they would just be immortal and unable to like actually ever die. Same with Hanbei, right? Hanbei yeah. is also this thing who is like, yeah, uh, they made me one of these and they've used me in a war God. and I don't want to be alive anymore, but I cannot die. But also I don't want my head chopped off. And they for them to throw me in a river, so I'm gonna live in the woods. Yeah. What I'm gonna do is live in the <laughs> Just woods. Go out here, leave me alone. Leave it's me fine. alone, please. Um, and the, the, those headless that you find like underwater, I hate them. it's like man, what a fucking fate. Like the first Dude, time I yeah. found the one, um, when I got like the diving ability, like because there's two That's you a cool find in Fountainhead Palace, also, yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the one, the first headless you find underwater. Um, outside of Ashina Castle, it was like ah. Yeah. Um, that's actually, I think that's the first one I killed. Wow, really? Um, I hated those fights. Those are the fights I I didn't do all of them. I was like, oh, this sucks. They're just not fun. I want to. I'm not sure I'm gonna end up doing many of the headless. Like I did that. I did some of the. I did all the underwater ones that I could find. Um, I went back and did the one at the start of yeah. the game, like the first headless you yeah. find, which is one of my favorite moments in the that's game. That's a great moment. Is, <laughs> like. Uh, you know, it is where the game being grounded and then the supernatural element surprising you like works as a real strength. Um, but I don't know. I haven't found that I've like felt lacking something up to this point. So I don't know if I'm going to actually just go back and do all those fights. Yeah. They seem sort of rote um, at this point. To the, to the there's a, the there's a specific uh, prosthetic tool that helps a lot. Yes. The umbrella, but a specific one of upgrades makes it so you're not taking damage when you block those. Otherwise, you you can't block the headless yeah. without divine confetti on, I think. 
without yeah. getting that like the terror which can instantly kill you. Yeah. Um, uh, the only fight that I need you to go do is the Demon of Hatred. Yeah. Because it's just a Bloodborne fight, and that boss is straight <laughs> from fucking Bloodborne, and yeah. it's really cool. That's the one I'm at, where it's like, the, the, my one takeaway of fighting it once was like, oh, this is a runaway one, not a, a block one. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to um, block Which is cool, that because stuff. that's just, that's, you know, that's not how any other fight in that game goes. So at the very end, when you think that like, oh, this is going to be an escalating series of fights that is building on everything I've done before, it's like a very cool, like zag by the game to be like nah actually how about this one you don't block at all it's just that's that's cool that's like from software yeah remember like all that really shit we taught you fuck that yep yeah yep um the last thing on the the ending i got i think it was called the return yeah it's the return um, so you said you didn't there so yeah. some call you some questions about it well i did so i did I don't know how you would ever stumble across the steps to get that ending. See, I did. Um, I didn't look at this is I was so confused. Like, I wasn't confused. I I got this ending before there were guides to get this ending. And it was just like, oh, like, I'm going to do all the puzzles I can find because that yeah. one doesn't require much overhearing it all. All I guess the part that I didn't know I did special was with the rice. You take rice between the divine child and Kuro back and forth. Mm -hmm. And I was yep. like, oh, yeah, I'll just fast travel around and drop this off real quick. No big deal. But all of the, like, kite stuff. Or I guess you use the kite anyway. You use the kite to kill the snake. Yeah, the kite anyway. the snake, snake stuff. What are the, you get the two fruits, right? That's the two things yeah, for, yeah, the, yeah. for the return? Yeah. And, like, yeah, I did get the divine child fruit. Um, you exchange rice between her and... The old woman and right. Kuro. Right. And then uh, you get the frozen tears. So I guess for like just the normal game ending, you give Kuro the dragon tears. And then right. for yeah. this ending, you give Kuro the frozen tears and the dragon tears. And then what I like, the explanation I read of this is that the divine child kind of transports Kuro to the divine realm or something like that. I, when I saw the actual ending, like on my playthrough, I thought that she like internalized him. It that almost is also, like she that is what I believe. Absorbed yeah. Kuro into like, it looked like her heart. Huh. Um, that is exactly what then, I thought was happening. It was like, he's that's inside what I of thought me. Too. I was like reading some other like explanations and YouTube videos before the pod. And like, it was almost everyone assumed that like, he was transported to the divine realm um, huh. with the other divine children. She literally says, allow me to hold you in my heart. And then her heart glows pink as he disappears. I think totally. we're right. I think you and I, I we got it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you depart west where the divine dragon is from, like you were saying earlier, um, to sever the ties to fate. Or So so I don't necessarily like, is that the DLC? That would be sick. I think it's probably um, the sequel is my guess. Because like... But what are you, are you returning the dragon? Are you going there to like, like sever that ability for anyone to have any sort Maybe. of like dragon I power? I bet those um, are going to be the question. Like that, the endings of the next game will probably be that, right? But yeah, they're basically like in the temple, like down for a road trip. Sekiro's like, yeah, <laughs> and um, let's do it. And they walk off. Journey to the West. Let's do it. Uh. We should probably take a break. We should take a break. I'm going to run to the bathroom, and yeah. then we can dig into I was going to ask, like, oh. did we ever take a break? No, we we're going to do it right now. Let's take a break, <laughs> and then we're going to get to these questions. All right. BRB. Hold up. 
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. All right, we are back with some questions. And the first one, I'm going gonna, gonna to mix like some bigger specific ones and then with some ones that we got from multiple sources and I'll just kind of generalize those. So one of them was uh, what everyone's favorite side quest was, which I think is an interesting thing because this is not a um, – this is not a game series or like the FromSoft games. Normally I'm like, oh yeah, my favorite side quest was the one that I managed to actually complete because <laughs> I didn't have to like wait inside of a room for long enough for the assassin to show up that I didn't know would be there who would stab the character without me ever knowing. And he just kind of fell off. Uh, sorry, I didn't climb down the ladder at the, in the right, you know, 20 minute section of my playthrough where the NPC <laughs> was going to spawn. And this game didn't feel like that so much. I think partly because they wanted you to see the Dragon Rot stuff, probably. Um, yeah. People were just like, oh, yeah, they're, they have they have their phases. They're going to step through each thing. The guy's going to keep following the song from the lady or the dude is going to need to go – is going to say, hey, bring me the, the flower or whatever. Yeah. It felt a little clearer to me. How about, how about y'all? Does that your experience? Were you able to like follow these side quests or was it still traditional from soft – what the fuck am I doing? Bullshit for you. No, I think, no, it sets up like some pretty, I, I thought it was interesting. It's like one, it's a through line of Sekiro as a whole of like wanting players to see more of like what it's a, a more of a path than previous games. And I'll be curious to see how, how much that continues to be the case or if that's a one-off with, with Sekiro. But I, I like, I, it was. It's always been a continual bummer as someone that g- generally plays these games once and then moves on. Um, that I end up missing out on all that stuff because yeah. it seems impossible to do without a without a fact or a YouTube video. Yeah. Um, and it seems deliberately built that way. And I understand the appeal. Like for people that play these games a dozen times, like I hundred percent get how cool it is to like have meaningful things to go back and do on subsequent playthroughs. Um, that isn't just. A, a different build, um, especially because this game doesn't lend itself to that nearly as much. Um, but I liked being able to interact with or, or feel like I had a grasp of like an actual side quest that I could meaningfully like tangle with and and keep tabs on. Because otherwise it feels like all that stuff is me just looking up a YouTube video to see what Onion Boy got up to in Dark Souls 3 <laughs> because totally. I didn't even know that I could go up to that tower with the giants and find him there. So, yeah, I liked, uh, um, I liked bringing, there was a friend at the temple that you bring the pinwheel to. Yes. The big boy. It's, yeah. He's sad. Yeah. yeah. The big sad boy. And I think his um, name is technically the lost child. Oh, I don't, okay. Which so one is I, this? I brought him the Katara. white huh. pinwheel. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then he asked you to spirit him away. And then, um, 
I was like poking around the the temple and he was there and he seemed like he was chilling. Um, and he was happy that he was there. But then I, I later saw um, the merchant uh, that you meet by the yeah, chain ogre. Yeah. I was like, hey, send me someone big and strong. Um, and so I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, we sent him to... I'm curious to, you, to chill out. I, what, I need to look up how the surge. Do we no, know how the surgeon? I don't know how the I killed his That guy fucking so sucks. Too. But I want to know. Creepy surgeon. Yeah. Fuck I know. Yeah. So for people, I feel like because there's like you know this game portrays you as like a good guy trying to do the right thing, and then there's just like this sideways like out of nowhere like fucking surgeon hanging out in the middle of a dungeon with zombies and he's like bring me body bring me flesh and there's stuff like in a room like there's glowy objects in a room back there huh he doesn't say flesh here's the thing though he like presents it as like he knows it's like not great he's like you read that letter did you do it no i didn't it sounds like i did not i killed his ass you're trying to defend your decision no here's the thing here's the thing though show me your save Skull, that that person is the isn't that the person that Emma learns medicine from? No, they were both students of a different. They guy. were both students. Dogen okay. is right. the master physician. Dojun is Dojun is the underground underground dude. guy. And then Emma went. Okay. Um, but there's also Dosaku, who is another person who, who the bad surgeon. Right. So was. obviously he's a he's a, a a bad surgeon, but still having that connection listen, actually, listen, to Emma. Uh, uh, I don't want to say anything about his surgery sure. skills. He might sure. be a perfectly totally competent fine. surgeon. <laughs> but with bad morals. Just like having that connection. Skip, you know that I respect <laughs> the surgical what? skills. Yeah. Anyway. I'm going to look up. I want to look up. Uh, bandages. Yeah, I, I was sorry. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the result is from that one. I'm I'm curious about the one with the merchant. My favorite yeah. thing with that merchant is he's also, and this is a new. This I, is a, I did you get the merchant ending? No. What is the merchant? I got. I well, got, for well, me, no, he's ending. fucking dead. Is the ending because you didn't send him back up? Is my guess. No. What happened? Wait. What? Do you not? Did you? You didn't find him at all. I thought I found his dead body. You just found his dead body. Yeah. You didn't get to talk to him. Okay. No. Yeah. What? So what happened with you? I mean, he still dies. Oh, well. Yeah. It's sad, but like, also like, like, like bittersweet sad, obviously, because well, like, he, changes, I sent he turns Kotaro. his life around, right? Oh, so you did send him Kotaro. I sent him Kotaro. Okay. Um, is there, there must be a different ending. So this is ending. Anayama, the, the peddler who previously, yeah. you meet him in the Hirata estate originally. He's yes. the guy inside of that one building who is like... Uh, hiding out. He's like, yeah, I, I can't. I'm a bandit. I thought this would be a good time to come in here, but now everything is on fire. That yeah. that's that dude. And then you finally see him well, again. He's not in a build. He's outside. Oh, is he outside? Yeah, yeah. He's okay. like, he's like standing next to. Oh, it. you're right. He's like peeking in and shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's like looking real shady. <laughs> yes, yes. And you pay him some money to get a hint about something, right? Yeah, that's how he like starts up his business. He's like, I need some, you know, I need some capital. I need some investment. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I um, want to start a business. I don't know what to sell. Could you go tell me what my business should be? Right. Which I is... wish you could send him the other dude, Jinzemon. Jinzemon, the. You can't? No. I you thought can I maybe hit the Kataro. timing of that wrong. No, I just okay. looked it up. You can only send him Kataro. Um, and Kataro. So, wait. So, what was your ending? Uh, yeah. Like, you send him Kotaro. Kotaro, like, uh, helps him out by, like, uh, getting bodies from the battlefield and like they like you know put them put the bodies to rest and of course oh uh, wow uh what's his, uh what's his ayanama is taking the like 
spoils of those bodies. Sure. But like Kotaro gets to like do the like rights for these people and like he feels good about it. Like cool. it's like a you know, it's like a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Um at the end though, uh when when the world the the, the world changes to like the last state where the attack is happening. Yeah. Um which I love by the way. All yeah. those state changes fucking rule. I well after we'll I, after come I back around. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh um you if you like go over to where his little stall is and you go like behind that area, uh, you'll see them both and uh Kotaro's already dead. Mm. Uh Ayanama's not dead yet, but he's like in such a bad way that he he like says something about uh poor uh, like he's he like it's it's very like he knows he's about to die, but he's he's always gonna play it off as like it's not the end yet. Like he's that type of like like yeah i got you he's like like um and he's like oh yeah big guy got tired i guess he's sleeping over there huh like um and he he sells you one last thing because he's he 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 doesn't have any money at that point okay it's very much like he still cares even if all you're giving him is one cent for this final item. oh wow that's really cool um and uh yeah they end up dying next to each other but it it was very much what is that item it's um it gives you 10 percent uh, discount on all merchants. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Good. Yeah. You know what? I'll take it. Yeah, it's like a merchant seal of some sort. That's where, cool. Like, it's so... my it's my Sam's Club card. It's yeah, my right. Yeah. <laughs> discount shop. Great. But great. It, it's a it's a very like sad moment of like, oh, you you're you're trying, buddy. You're... That's very good. <laughs> uh did you look up, Patrick, what happened with the abandoned dungeon quest? It's it doesn't explain narratively what Ugh. happens. It's just a bunch of people explaining like the quest line. How to do it and when you get out of it. Try and find it later. Yeah. Was there um, any significance to so in Harada Estate there's that closed door and that person is like, Hey, you're here, that means you suck as a shinobi and are not defending anyone. Like you're a failure. Uh-huh. Is that person sh- you know what I'm talking about? Like yeah, this yeah. is right by where you meet the person that tells you you need an axe. Yeah. Um does that person show up anymore, Austin? Or is that anyone? It's, is that, that just someone? It, is that an inside person? Yeah, a, yeah. I don't they're think behind they're like show. a closed door. No, I don't think most of those people show back up. I don't. I think, think one person does. I remember reading something about one of those people is like actually one of the people. Huh. I forget who though. I forget who which person is supposed to be the same person. Gotcha. Um, but um, regarding the the surgeon thing, I. I was like, oh, I made I made this mistake in Bloodborne, and I'm like, not gonna do that shit again. Yeah. <laughs> Where I sent yeah. someone to the wrong place, and they turned into some sort of uh, monster that I had to fight. I was like, no, no, absolutely not. I feel like that's probably what happens here too. Um, well, I did get some red carp eyes, and I think those are part. Oh, of I forgot. That. They might be. So yeah, they that are. makes yeah, sense. That yeah. makes sense. Did you do the? Did you did you turn that man into a fish? Yeah. Yeah. Which 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 man? You can turn two different men. So there's the original one who wants to be a fish who's yeah. living in the jar, which is a great moment. Mm-hmm. And then there's a second guy also, also in living in a jar in the fountain fountainhead, fountainhead palace. palace. Yeah. I think I where uh, it's like uh, oh, it's so hard to get it's to. Off area. To the, it's off to the left of that area when you're looking past the lake. There's a pagoda uh-huh. off to the left, and I was like, how the fuck do you get up there? And because I was like specifically trying to get yeah. to that pagoda because I saw it, I was like, I found it. But otherwise, like just going through normally, it's totally you, hidden. Yeah, if you go to it's the a blind v- jump at some point. Yes, if you go to the last 
the last uh, statue, like the last bonfire, um, mm-hmm. you can find it from there. Basically, you kind of have to go across. That you look it up, you'll see. Yeah. It's it's a yep. pain to get to, but I found it. Yeah. Um. It's yeah, like, my favorite. My favorite NPC. Oh, he's so game. good. But, oh no, no. Okay, so it was my favorite NPC until I met in uh, Mibu Village the basket. Um, did you drop on one of the houses? The basket oh, guy. Like find God. the guy <laughs> who's very thirsty and he's sad because he ran out of sake. Yeah. And you can, I believe, you can bring. Oh, him. you can. Something really I think he has like a conclusion. Uh, shit. I, I think didn't that's get true. that. I maybe, I maybe, yep. uh huh. What, what, Joel, what's up? What did you do? Did you do the same thing I you did? Can, you can quench his thirst and then you come back, and he is <sighs> one of the enemies from Fountainhead. He turns into, yeah, one of the are they no- nobles, right? the nobles, like yes, the nobles. nobles. That's did you also, mm. um, <laughs> there's a bit in Fountainhead Palace when. Uh, near the door that you end up opening up, um, behind that door is a bunch of the you know the grotesque like bloodborne looking nobles. Yeah. Um, and w- when you kill them, if you run through there again, there's like a kid that is there, uh, and he's stabbing a, the dead body. Oh, that's a lady. That's the lady. You meet her. Oh, is it a lady? You meet her. Uh, so I met her as soon as I got there. There's or, two. Are there two different ones? Yeah. Okay. Because. That lady, after stabbing them a bunch, dies. Yeah. But still, but, the first one is still right. there. The first one's still there. Okay. And when you go back, did you do that with their father? The 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 side I did not, with their father? Well, the father isn't the father no. one of the bat the one of the jar dudes? No. I thought no. The, the father's the big guy do you where you can feed the fish? Oh, that's their father. That's their father. Oh, okay. I thought the father it, was that's, her, that's what oh, she says. Because one okay. of the old ladies says she's like, he's obsessed with feeding the I fish. Thought, like I, I wish he would stop feeding the fish. Okay. Which just sounded like like this this wife just very annoyed with her, her husband's hobby. It's like he's obsessed with with feeding this goddamn fish. <laughs> like, please get him to stop feeding the fish. Yeah. Which what okay. you finish that by killing the fish, right? Yeah, yeah. The only way to I, I as far as I know is that you have to kill the fish in order to get him to free him from his duties of feeding the Interesting. fish. Interesting. Wait, and then what happens? And then Does he go back? Does he no, he dies. Oh. He's just like bummer. Because instead of spending eternity <laughs> without, doing without well, his dear hobby. Well, but here's the thing. Um, he gets to move on, right? Is right. the idea. Sure. Right? And sure. like sure, sure. instead of spending eternity feeding this fish and uh, the lady from the front that tells you about it, the yeah. very beginning, mm-hmm. she shows up next to him and mentions her sister. Like gotcha. that me, my sister wished for wished for you to um, you know, be free and we're glad you can finally rest. Okay. But uh. <laughs> there's also the guy you, you the two nobles you can turn into a fish yeah. to replace that first carp, basically, or does, does he just become like a regular sized carp? He's he's regular size at first, but the idea is that eventually, eventually he'll grow he'll into grow being one of these big the, these big yeah, ones. What are, this is the stuff I love, and like I still <laughs> need to sit down and work out my feelings around animals and this game because like yeah. using animal enemies throughout the game. The moment when you find all those monkeys <laughs> and they just try to jump you all the at once. The monkey's got a gun. The monkey the monkey's got a gun, a hundred percent. That moment's great. The way the snake moves and is just like. When you fuck up that snake and you stab it in its eye and it just flails all over the place, oh, it is so scary. Um, that and, entire and, section was terrifying because totally. I was like, oh, like yeah. you're going to die. He's going to oh, eat yeah, you. Oh, yeah, he's going to eat you 100%. <laughs> but between all that, like, it's so many of the what would traditionally be monster enemies are just bigger animals or just animals in, yeah. in this game. And to have this thing at the very end of the game be about these people who want to become 
or who are obsessed with animals. Like something is happening here around questions of humanity and the distinction between animal life and human life. Yeah. I have not had time to sit down and like do my research on animal studies and like think about the philosophy of personhood and blah, 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 right. blah. But there's something there and I yeah. need to just carve out three weeks it's definitely, to put my head in that mode. And, and it's do definitely it. something that is pulling from Japanese mythology. A hundred percent. Yeah. Exists all over there. God, I, like, the Mibu village stuff yeah. where when you first get there and there's just the, f I guess at this point we should talk about, I mean, I guess I didn't say my favorite stage, which I think is the, the area right before Mibu village, the mist through forest. the mist forest through Mibu village, yeah. finding that like the person playing the, uh, the, the, the flute that has like put the, everything under this fog mm -hmm. and is corrupting the entirety of the area is so cool. The like, yeah. um, the, and that's the first time you see one of those. Yeah, and you're like, what the fuck like, is, what this? is this? Thing? Yeah. What is this thing? And that's that's not a fight, right? I, I stealth no. killed him. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess he'd probably just be a regular one He's of those one enemies, of those. presumably, yeah. right? If you jump down there. Um and like seeing the fog lift and see everything just kind of turn back to everything, that was that was really cool. Um Are there any other topics before we get to these questions that people sent spent time sending in? Uh, Did you want to go back and talk about the state changes? We just yeah, brought those up. Something, uh, it's just like comparing them to other FromSoft games. There's normally a one state change, like world change that you feel like you you did. Like you, yeah. you caused this to happen. And I didn't feel that in Sekiro. That yeah. It seems, it's more like this is just time has passed. Things are changing in the world because time is passing and there are forces outside of you. It really felt like for the first time there are forces outside of you in this world that are making things happen. Right. Right. It right. was like a big, like, oh, like there's a fucking war going on. <laughs> like God, people keep talking so about cool. the war. And it's like, Oh, I thought the war ended. I guess not. No, yeah. like shit's still happening. Uh, uh, I love learning why the bridges are broken. Right. Because like you play video games long enough and you've gotten, you've played a game that has an open world, but the bridge is broken. So you can't yeah. leave or you can't go across to, you have to like get an <laughs> unlock so you can go to the other area. And in this case, like, no, they broke the bridges so that this enemy like kingdom basically couldn't come in and then the enemy kingdom rebuild oh, some of I those was thinking bridges something else what were you thinking there's a moment where you try to cross a bridge oh yeah but that's the snake thing. yeah that's not what i'm talking about yeah right with the big bridges from ashina castle right, right, right. that have been destroyed preventing you from just like walking to the temple easily right forcing right. you to do all that stuff like the snake also obviously i thought, the, I thought the snake did all of that because i it's don't think in the so. same valley right? I, I mean maybe maybe that's true that could also and, but be then true. they left it because they were like Fuck it. Fuck it. And like, well, specifically, when it gets rebuilt, but it it's gets, because the enemy The enemy it. has built these like makeshift bridges <laughs> yeah. using their weird ninja shit. Yeah. And that is dope. Like, yeah. I love the idea of like, oh, this area is connected now because an invasion, an invading force quickly rebuilt the bridge. Though actually, maybe they wouldn't have been able to do that if you didn't kill the snake. The snake. That's right. really cool. That's, <laughs> it's all connected. So it is your fault. Yeah. Um, fucked up. You fucked up. Uh, let's get to a couple of these questions at least because I want to I want to dig in. Some of them are, are really good um this one comes in from uh let's see here uh, alex d who says lore masters one of my favorite aspects of the from games is the vagueness that permeates every aspect of the story and encourages the player to fill in the gaps i think the gap filling and uh theory crafting is an integral part of the from software experience and i wonder what the team thinks about the more direct storytelling and actual setting of japan in sekiro and how it will impact the community around this game in the long in the long term also what's up with those centipede dudes right 
Uh, so that is, uh, we already kind of <laughs> talked about the centipede dudes, but yeah, yeah, this is, there are cutscenes, there are characters. I can say Genichiro and think about like words that dude said. How do you, what did you think about playing a whole game or like you're a character? And we also got a question that's like, what do you think about being Sekiro, this one person? I think those two questions are intertwined. So I'm curious what, what y'all thought about that. I like this. <laughs> Someone that doesn't, doesn't like want to watch a 40 minute video to understand what happened. Um, it often leads to a disconnect between me and like the game world in a way that uh, well, I think it's a novel way of storytelling. And I understand that, you know, Hideki Miyazaki uh, uh, has said in interviews that he doesn't consider himself a, pre- a, a decent storyteller. Yeah. So he has good ideas <laughs> and puts them in item descriptions. Cause then it, allows him to sidestep doing like more direct storytelling, but I think he's selling himself short. Um, or at least he has, I think Sekiro demonstrates that, that there's a way that from can do something a little more traditional while still keeping a lot of what's great, um, about what they've done in the past. So I, I'm here for it. Um, I'm curious, you know, maybe that ends up undercutting some of the community lore stuff, but I think this game leaves still plenty of like open-ended questions and, like there's a lot to the world and the the whys and the hows um, that the game doesn't um, make straightforward like, or isn't something that you would just pick up on by just like you know plutzing your way through the yeah. game that is going to be useful for looking up a video that explains oh that's why X Y Z but I often felt like I finished a Souls game and it's like I don't really know like what happened right. um, like, but I don't feel that way in Sekiro. Like the like we were just talking about earlier with Robert's firecrackers, right, 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 right. Like they mm-hmm. still have those moments, but right. there's a, a main through line example. that you understand. Like I love that. I love how it's basically having both things, right? Like like there's still enough yeah. lore in item descriptions that are like, who the fuck is that? Like what did they do? Like is there more? Is could could we still tie these threads together through different item descriptions to make a, another narrative for like who the who Akko and Gachin and whoever the, the candies are named after are like, I mean, eventually you fight their bodies, but like what happened to them? Like you can find that all still in item descriptions, but you have this main thread that is very like is presented upright that like, I think I enjoyed a lot more than not knowing anything. It's just like, I guess I'm just killing this everyone until like kill the next big person mm-hmm. and there's monsters. Right. And there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, another one we got from a lot of people. What was everyone's favorite boss? I think that's a pot, like an, a pretty obvious question in terms of like the thing people talk about after they beat one of these games. Uh, but I think, I wonder if we have very different answers mm. here. I'm going to look up all that's the a good idea. Right that's a good idea. All right, I, I got mine. Can we do two things? No. Uh, one. You have to give no, me the no, one. No, 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 sorry. Can sorry. we do not two answers? I mean, uh, can Austin, we split this into please? two things? Can we do mini boss and, favorite, and real boss? Favorite boss and favorite boss moment. Because I have a favorite boss moment that yeah, I yeah, want to talk about. That's that is fair. different that's from fair, favorite that's boss. That's fair. Okay. okay. What are they? Uh, well, <laughs> Let's do shit, boss first. Fa- favorite boss, yeah. I think, is actually final boss for me because really? it pulls out so many of the things that you've been you know, dealing with the entire time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, guess what? There's three, like, you both have three death blows at that point. Yeah. Like, it's like, this is this is your equal. Yeah. Like, you are, you've, you've done the game up to now. Like, 
fighting people just slightly. Like you have a little bit more power. You're gonna get through it. Um, but this is this is the one on one. Like, and I think they did a really good job of like incorporating it. and like the fact that he has frame traps. The fact that he's like he's got those delayed attacks that feel like that fucking pistol too. I, the gun. Where the fuck did he get a gun? <laughs> My guy just has a Glock. <laughs> My guy just has a revolver straight God up. Damn. Like, bah, 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 bah. It's really cool the first it's time he starts so doing cool. that shit. Um, and yeah, like I think it's expertly, like amazingly made. And it's just like pulls that like you've here's all like you have to execute on everything you've learned so far. Yes. <laughs> um can I do do I do moment now? Or do you want to Let's wrap go around, let's wrap back around. Favorite okay. boss. People, Joel, I know you were eager to talk about bosses. Why does have my no. favorite mini boss. Okay, he's gonna just breaking the rules. Here we go. <laughs> is is definitely Oren of the Water. That's a great fight. Oh um, yeah, that's a good fight because the setting, uh, I think the music, like the flow of how she moves in that fight mm-hmm. was so fucking cool. And also, anytime where there's like someone where I'm like, oh, an NPC, hey, what's up? And that turns into a boss fight. I just love it. Yeah. Um, there's no way to do that. keep her from fighting you, right? There is no, no, no one's found went, an answer for dialogue options that would take that differently or an item or anything, right? I don't believe No, so you can, so. you can answer and give her a couple like dialogue responses. Yeah. And then at the end, she gets fed up. Right. Um, you can just like be a dick from the start and then she gets fed up. Or you can just walk up and like hit her with your sword. Mm hmm. Um, but I really, really liked that. And then my favorite main boss is probably the first uh, Genichiro. Um, yeah. Because that's where, like, I feel like everything I put together in that fight, and in terms of, like, sense of accomplishment, that was probably, like, the hardest hurdle for me. Me um, too. Even over the Owl or the Owl 2. But, like, because, like, once I got through that, I owl feel two. like it Jesus. made... It made everything else uh, kind of like fall into place, and it relied like up until that moment. It was like this is when you have to use the Makira counter. This is when you have to use this kind of like stun block. This is when you have to. Um, and I so I I really felt like the most sense of accomplishment I had was was beating Ginichiro. I'm with you. That's my favorite boss fight, probably. Yeah, that's yeah. I it's think so we're all, cool I think we're in for on that. all the reasons you just said. So I won't even repeat it. On mini bosses, then though, I would say I'm torn between yeah. Vile Hand, the the Lone Shadows, the like Interior Ministries ninja mm-hmm. folks yeah, who yeah. are. There's a bunch of them. There's a handful of them throughout yeah. the game. I think those are like mini Ganichiros for me. But like maybe the opposite is that first centipede fight. The like the dude who's just like who looks like Voldo who's just like ba 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 the gi- giraffe the giraffe yeah yes yeah. yeah I said centipede I oh that's because that's the, that's it's, the that was such name. a highlight because it's the only boss that I one shot nice. like I yeah. just came in just like like I you know did like a, like any other boss like, all right I'm gonna die here I'm just gonna kind of like feel out <laughs> the moves and then I just blot I just parried oh, every single yes. one of his hits saw saw it spike up. Because if you basically, he has like a barrage of like seven yeah. hits that like is basically just like tap, 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 tap. Um, there's not, it's not a lot to it. You just have to kind of be consistent. And it like, it immediately spikes his posture to almost yep. completely full. And I was like, oh sh- shit. And I like ran away, <laughs> healed. And I was like, I'm going to do this. Like, I think I can actually just pull this off. Got it. It was just like, boom. Like, yeah. And I was actually yes. so excited to fight him a second time because there's a second yes. version of. Um, a him where he's surrounded by like mini ones, and I was like, I got this. Like, did the exact nice. same thing, and it was just very 
very satisfying. Um, yeah. Seven Spears, I think, is my favorite mini boss because it was a like um, mini version of Genichiro where like so much of the game came into focus in that fight for me. Um, so maybe it wasn't the most memorable like in design or even in like what the, the the character did, but just in terms of like the arc of my understanding of the game, yeah. like there's a reason I wrote about the seven spears fight and have heard since then, like people being like, I don't really understand. And then they play the game. They're like, Oh yeah. shit. Yeah. I had the exact same moment um, with that fight. And cause that's basically where I learned about the, um, you know, properly using counters and like that and the Genichiro fight are like, just like where big blocks of like the skill arc fell into place in a way that was really, Frustrating and satisfying. And the one thing I said about Genichiro that uh, I really enjoyed was, I think, because Joel and I were fighting this boss at roughly, roughly the same time, um, the realization of the phase two was just like God. so, such a gun God. punch. Love it. Because it's like, when you first start that fight, um, it's just, it's so punishing to get through the first phase. Yeah. So I remember being so stoked when I got through it. And then the emergence of the second phase was just like, Fucking yeah! I'm I'm not I am generally speaking not a huge fan of phased fights in from software games. I've been I I that's just like a larger criticism I have. I think they're often a cheap trick um, as opposed to being like really meaningful. And I think Sekiro relies on that a little too often uh, as well. But I know that's not like a universally mm-hmm. shared feeling. But um, it the phase works for me like in this fight specifically because what it forces you to do is to then master the first yeah. phase so mm-hmm. perfectly to then to, to essentially eliminate it as yep. a phase. Yeah. Where like what you realize is like, oh, if you just stay on the offensive, you can basically just back him into a yeah. corner and like get oh, through that phase so in good. like a minute and a half. And that feeling is just like really <laughs> satisfying when you're going on runs where it's just like, I remember an hour ago where I thought I'm using all of my health and, and I'm barely getting through it. And now I'm not touching my health and I'm just barreling to the other side and being like, these lightning attacks are bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. And I should say the only way, I, that second, the second phase, I accidentally yes. countered the Same. lightning yeah. twice. And like, that's what got me through that fight. I feel bad for Joel and Kato who more legitimately had to do that fight. Um, Fuck that. Where no, it's just like, I just win. happened to <laughs> jump well, the one thing I did pick up on was like someone uh, I, re- I was reading like a tip guide for the fight, and they're like, "Yo, use the axe." Mm. Um, and the axe just does unbelievable posture damage to uh, Genichiro in the second phase. So what I ended up doing was counter axe with the follow up hit, right. and that basically you do that twice, and like boom, nice. like I-, I was done with that phase in forty five seconds. Damn. Cool. I-, I love how they good mirror that phase with with the final yeah, boss yeah, yeah. because totally. but you roll up on him and it's like we already did this we already did this yeah <laughs> but I know, it's I know so this satisfying yeah. still just like, i like the off, other lightning <laughs> mini boss in this game the dude in <laughs> fountainhead uh palace the or the lady in fountainhead palace yeah. the the noble who just kicking the kamari ball like the little soccer ball yeah 
she's the one who's like sniping you that whole fucking level God. and keeping you from swimming yeah. around. And so like finally being able to like, you know what? No, you're fucking done. <laughs> like this is, I one shot at her. It was like, run up, catch that lightning, send it back to you, run up, you're dead. This is nothing. Yeah. I watched a video of someone who did the midair death blow to her. So, cause you can, you get <laughs> yes. that midair death blow skill and anyone who jumps, you could just jump up and do a death blow to them. And someone just like ran up, dodged the first lightning strike, jumped and just caught her out of the air. I was like, boop, dead, done, done. fall in the water. <laughs> and it's like, ah, yes, I can swim. I can finally <laughs> swim around this level. Uh, uh, what was your moment, Kata? Oh, uh, it's related to uh, uh, Patrick's mini boss, actually. Okay. It's a very specific moment that I feel like really like made me appreciate the level of detail that FromSoft put into that fight mm-hmm. is if you, when you Mariki his stab, yeah. if you deflect the next smooth, which is always a, a wide swipe, yeah. and it looks wild because it's coming in like yes, real fast. you're right. He stumbles forward because yes. he is not, he's off balance because he's so angry that you stepped on his fucking spear. <laughs> and when you deflect it, he like takes like three steps like, oh fuck. Yes. Like, was not, a, and it was just such a good moment That's to be like, true. yeah, motherfucker, I got you. Uh, like, you, yeah. you know? I am in command. Yes. You're right, totally. Uh, and it was such a cool moment um, and like those, that animation was so well done. Yeah. Was Singular amazing. boss moments. My secret favorite is the first bull fight because <laughs> yes. It shows up right after you've done the horseman yeah. dude. And I'm like, all right, whew, got through a real boss. I can take a breath. It's going to be a little while. I'm just going to start exploring slowly. Like, open this door. I'm a bull. I'm a bull. I'm on fire. And like, ah, okay, I'm oh, fighting the bull now, God. I guess. I guess I'm fighting the bull now. Yeah. Um. So that was. And the fact that you can, uh, you, the fact that. I parried yeah. him. Yeah. I, I had no idea. I did not realizing you could parry him. I had him. no idea you could parry him. I firecrackered him or fireworks him. Yeah. And he does damage to you, though. Okay. So, like, you do the parry, but it's so powerful that you take That's actual so health yeah. damage yeah. in the process. But it was so satisfying to just stand there like, come oh, yeah. on. So so cool. Yeah. Boom. Love I did that for the second bull fight because I because you told me about it. So, <laughs> Any other boss yeah. moments or can I read another really good email? All right, I'm gonna, I, the okay. the guardian ape. Oh yeah, uh, of yes, yes, Jesus. Because like, oh yeah, no, no. <laughs> God damn oh, it. so, so, so the like best. It's so good. It's like I watching your video and just like waiting in the like we have like we had a, a Discord channel with a bunch of people playing and then I was like checking in on the waypoint Discord for people playing through and just watching everyone type like guardian ape down exclamation <laughs> and just wait for. What the? F- you know what I mean? Like every single time, so, so good. Whereas, oh. like, I, I will say, like, Ginichiro, I was like, I gotta go to the airport. I got this fight down. Oh. There's another fucking fake. Like, I was like, my hands went up in the air yeah. to like over my eyes, like very quickly. Yeah. Whereas, like, when that happened with the ape, I was like more hysteria and laughter of like, look at this motherfucker. And then also how. He moves differently from phase one to phase two was oh so, God, so cool good. because phase two was like, like a weird dancing ass. Yeah, there's like putting on some sexy moves in the <laughs> but second I mean, one. How like else is a giant long centipede gonna move uh, a body? Gonna wiggle. It's gonna, it's gonna, gonna wiggle, wiggle around. around. Wiggle, wiggle, but wiggle. Figuring uh, out you small can thing. Like deflect like these huge attacks from these like giant uh, bosses, and then oftentimes like standing there and deflecting. For me, worked out way better than moving yeah. around yeah, a ton, totally. which was so counterintuitive to like my like Bloodborne playstyle. Yes, yes, um, was really cool because if you block his three 
big swings, he'll fall down every time, which is, I guess, when he is open to that spear thing, which right. I never figured out. Yeah. And I really want to go watch right after this. Uh, yeah. And like the in the in the Guardian uh, eight moment, what is such a testament to like the from's like attention to detail is they put up the Shinobi execution. Yes. Oh, they uh, get you so iconography, bad. right? God. So like there's there's easy to imagine a version of that. And it may have existed at some point where it's just two like death blows. You, two or yeah, or like he goes down, come yeah, or two death blows, yeah. or he goes down, you don't get but you get that like boom, like you get the feeling because mm-hmm. they know that then you know the fight yeah. is over by seeing that. And it's just such a subtle thing, but like is really I think critical to like the payoff yes. that they're yep. they're going for. And like thematically it sets up like right. Because it is, you did the ex- yeah. Shinobi execution that you've been doing, yes. but now there's another thing you need to do. Yes. Um, a small moment about the way that the the Guardian Ape moves. It it uh, the first time you kill Hanbei. Yes. When he gets back up. Oh, is it the same? It's it's he. I was when I first did, it, I was like, that was a weird animation. He just kind of stood up, like just like. From laying down to up. And the sec I went through on New Game Plus after I had just finished it and I did it again. And it's like, oh, that's because there's a worm in it. Like he like does a little like whoop when he stands up. So like they're like from the beginning are like, hey, by the the way, there's some weird shit going on here. That's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Um uh this one comes in. This email comes in from Willie, who has a great little story here. Um uh I initially thought that the dragon rot mechanic would build my empathy for the game's cast, but once bosses started to take upwards of 30 attempts to defeat, my respect for dragon rot dwindled. I left people rotting instead of healing them after tough bosses, as I didn't know if an equally formidable foe lay just ahead. This alienation dulled the connection I wanted to have with those characters. After dragon rot left me cold, though, Sekiro tugged at my emotions through an unexpected angle. Food. Not long after the mid-game, you meet the Divine Child, an engineered analog to Kuro, who can miraculously produce rice from her palms. You can return to the Child's Sanctum to get rice, and she eat, and she's eager to give more when asked. After a few visits, the Child is consumed by a sickness, perhaps caused by her gift-giving. But she still insists weakly that she'll have rice for you soon. When this occurred, I was reminded of my mother, spread too thin in the duties of bringing up me and my sister in Taiwan. Mom made three cups chicken, bitter gourd with salted duck eggs, sweet yam soup, and yes, rice, sacks and sacks of it, washed and poured into an aged electric cooker that had once belonged to her parents. I once witnessed my mother faint from exhaustion in the middle of a particularly taxing day of errands. For weeks afterwards, 10-year-old me crept to the kitchen after being put to bed and hid behind the doorway to peek at mom doing dishes. I was afraid of waking up someday to find out that she'd perished taking care of me. Sekiro drew from me a sharp shadow of the concern and guilt I felt then. To prepare food for someone is a pure act of love. In feeding them, you contribute directly to their continued existence. The Divine Child's selfless hospitality resurfaced these formative memories around food, and whenever I chewed on her rice in desperate battles, they became echoes of the boxed lunches Mom sent me off to school with. A lake of rice topped with vegetables and meat. Fish for test days to bolster the brain fatty pork for luck when I was supposed to get the test results back. Of course I could defeat Genichiro. I wasn't fighting on an empty stomach. The divine child believed in Sekiro the same way my mom believed in me, that given enough rice, I had the potential to do anything I set my mind to. The inventory description for the child's rice goes as such. Rice is precious. 
The flavor grows richer with each bite and is sure to raise one's spirits. Before I left Taiwan to pursue further education in the U.S., Mom took a few weeks to teach me some of her recipes and culinary techniques. On the subject of rice, she had this to say. Rice is good when each grain is distinct and solid. Such rice becomes more fragrant as you chew it, and you'd, and you'd be happy to eat a bowl of it without any accompaniment. To close, I have a couple of questions for you. Have any of you found per- – Hey, wait. Hold, uh-huh. on, hold on, hold on, That That person – You should Be a writer. You should, you should publish that You should somewhere. publish that. Uh-huh. We sh- can I pay you to run that? Because it's I'm like, – I was tempted to say we should just t- t- pay this person and publish it. Honestly, website, we should because like really, yeah. it's a really beautiful that's, story yeah. um, that's very moving, Willie. So – if we don't do that, you should still publish that somewhere yes. because other people should read it outside of us. Doing a thousand it on the percent, because um, it's a beautiful story that, like, you can hear. I was like tearing up yeah. reading it. I'd read it before, and I was still tearing up <laughs> reading it. Um, really, has a couple of questions for us, which is: Have we ever found any personal connections to food in games, Sekiro or otherwise? Um, and this is—it's so funny to get this question after a story like that. As a divine child, what food would you produce from your palms? <laughs> I don't know what type of food I would hmm. make for my palms. Oh, my God. Um, the closest thing for me to like personal connections to food in games or games where you cook, um, I like – I've talked about like loving to prepare for adventures and stuff in games a lot. And so things like – even things like uh, Breath of the Wild where like I have the recipe book on my desk next to mm-hmm. my Switch like – learning how to cook different stuff. That's all like meant a lot for me but not like this so much. Right. Um, I would produce – what would I produce? Patrick, would you produce chicken wings? Mm. No, can I produce uh, uh, guacamole because that shit's expensive and I hate paying for it <laughs> in places. So it'd be cool if I could just like mm. sidestep that. And also whenever I want to buy it at like a Whole Foods or whatever, they just sell it in the biggest fucking containers. I don't need this much guac. I don't want to pay $16 for this. Whereas like, but then you get the small one, it still costs like $8. Like, yeah, give me guac out of my, out of my fingers. <laughs> you gotta make your own. So gross. Joel, what would you make out of your hands? I mean, if you think about, like, rice is kind of the perfect thing, and that's such a boring answer. Yeah. But I love rice. It pairs with a ton of different stuff. Um, the different, like, cultural food. Like, there's a bunch of different, different types cultural of... Different cultural foods. Yeah, there's a yeah. bunch of different types Rice is of, everywhere. People love rice. Yeah, there's sticky rice, rice, yeah. quinoa. Like, there's so oh, yeah, many different Yeah, what if you could get types different of, types of rice? That would be right. great. If get I, some jasmine, get some yellow rice. Like, the, let's mix it up. I also love just in general, like I would say that like Taiwanese food is is something that my wife and I probably eat once or twice a week. Um, and I was playing through the part where you get the sticky rice ball and all that stuff, like right after having oh. surgery and on a liquid diet. And I was just like, no. oh man, I cannot wait. <laughs> so the first meal that we ordered were Taiwanese soup dumplings and nice. a big helping of rice when I could eat real food again. And nice. uh, it was amazing. Hell yeah. Kado. Tell me about your your palm food. That's the thing. Does it can't? Well, I mean, if, if it's if, magic, it, it, yeah, I was gonna say it, it's magic. If 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 Patrick can do fully formed guac, guac, guacamole, it's not just on the right portions. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do paella then. Still rice based, but Ooh. like it is the rice dish that like my mother makes when I go home because it's like the thing that we do that's the nice like dish mm. that we can make for a 
a large amount of people. That's really good. It's really nice. And I love it's so fucking good. Um Pike is awesome. <laughs> uh let me just make like a good beef stew. Like let me Ooh. open my let me move my thumb like a faucet. Wait, what's happening? What's up? How does that come out I of your lift, hands? I'm showing you. I like, put you take your finger no, off. No, no, like, it's like you unscrew you your just, thumb. No, I think you turn the thumb like a faucet and then like a hole opens up in the middle of your palm and then it just like pours into a bowl. No, I mean, no, look, you just hold your hands soup, like this is your bowl. This is soup just coming out no, of my finger. Your hands I want a bunch bowl. of bowls to come through so I can fill them up well, with good beef like, stew. Yeah, I could do that. Mm-hmm. I guess that's true. You put your hands together like this. It's like, got to be this this motion. Like you're going to pick up some water. You're right. That is true. You need that motion. That's where the magic happens. Yeah. And you go, boom. And then my hands are all gross. Yeah. But beef it smells good. Also, yeah. Great. Hearty. Comforting. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's exactly it. Totally. Exactly. When they make the American Sekiro game about like. I don't know, like uh, the Dust Bowl era <laughs> assassin who's traveling around the, you know, on, on rail cars and stuff. That motherfucker's going to be able to make beef stew and yeah. like drop it into people's bowls and be like, come around the fire and tell it's me a story. Like refried beans. Ooh, that's good too. Yeah, yeah that style, that yes, is totally yeah, the thing. Yeah. It's like you want something that is hearty, mm-hmm. but has like that sort of like, you can, you can do different stuff with it, right? Uh, um, can we talk about how... Uh, it is implied that Sekiro is eating raw rice. So let me read an email yeah, about sorry. that. This comes in from Michael, <laughs> who says, um, "There, uh, I wanted to write about the moment that we'll always remember about the game, and one that I think drives home the central theme of the cost of loyalty in the narrative. The moment in which Sekiro brings rice to Lord Kuro. There is so much to unpack here, so to avoid doing a play-by-play, I'll include a YouTube link that shows the relevant dialogue. I'm not going to play this, but you can go look this up. What first struck me about uh, this, how this a- interaction was almost played for laughs. Kuro chuckles during the exchange, and I can remember laughing to myself at the thought of Sekiro crunching on dry rice mm. as he faced down an opponent. But the implications here are deeply sad. The shinobi has been trained so thoroughly as an implement of war, as a means of securing Kuro's power as a lord, that he doesn't know how to cook a basic uh, staple food. As he says, he will, quote, eat anything, a line that one can imagine being drilled into his brain by owl during training. Kuro sees the humor in the situation, but it's troubling to think that all the extraneous elements of a person, something like food preference, has been sanded off of Sekiro in pursuit of his intended function. The, this moment is emblematic of the distinct difference in class between Sekiro and Kuro. The little lord talks of his enjoyment of making desserts and his dreams of owning a tea shop. Sekiro has no dreams. His agency, even his own memory, as we find out, has been stripped away for the benefit of the powerful. This is emphasized further when Kuro gives Sekiro the first rice ball and asks him to eat it. The game will not continue until Sekiro eats the rice ball in front of Kuro. Kuro comments that if you try to leave, comments if you try to leave, and the idol in the room will not work. This is especially jarring for the player because the item description for the rice ball begins with precisely how Sekiro would envision its use, its utility in battle. But Kuro wants him to taste it here, in a room with no enemies, its usefulness wasted for the pleasure of the Lord. The interaction is so small, but it speaks volumes to uh, to those, sorry, but it speaks volumes to who both characters are and how they view their worlds. Also, a really smart email. We got a bunch of really good yeah. emails that I like start to dig into some of these small moments. And I think this is a great example of why I think the risk or like the change that they that they decided to take and have specific characters mm-hmm. who have who talk to each other, who have perspectives that are very clear, actually paid off pretty well here. Because yeah, this says so much about who Kuro is. Um, I also and think about it's very funny. Sekiro. And about Sekiro. Yeah. And which is interesting because he he gets played very much for like the the 
silent protagonist. Yes. But FromSoft is so smart in taking that silent protagonist and like being like, but why is this thing like, yeah, this moment revealing like why this person might be that way. Like they are still a person under there. Like mm-hmm. they will still enjoy things. They will still, they still have feelings, even if they're mostly silent and mostly noncommittal about decisions they're making but there's a reason Sekiro is like that yeah and you should like it is part of the theming of the the game which is so good such a good move by FromSoft absolutely um here's a short one or shorter one Jerry writes in and says what language audio did you use and why I tried bouncing between the two but I uh ended up sticking with Japanese at a certain point I have, I have probably the boring answer which is English because I was streaming Right. And I didn't want to be reading the whole time. That makes so, sense. like, I let the voice actors do the work. And then I enjoyed it. It was very good. Yeah, it seemed like dub. it's pretty good. Yeah. Totally. Patrick and Ed Joel? I did uh, Japanese. Yeah, that's what I did too. It just worked well for me, I think. I feel yeah. like that that was like a, a big. It just felt thematically appropriate for the setting. You know, it's in the same way that I, you know, play Metro and like to change it to, you know, Russian. Like, it just felt like it fit the world yeah totally totally um there was one fight where the demon of hatred in english has a line of dialogue that does not i only saw in english because i was watching someone's boss video in english um that was not in the japanese uh version which i thought was like interesting the demon of Um, fire the demon yeah the demon of hatred oh that's um that's apparently a thing that you can get like, um, because of your actions, huh? Like in those... between the phases, yeah. It the depend- demon of hatred would say the demon of hatred would say something, yeah. Like essentially saying like I'm the sculptor, or or Sekiro yeah, would yeah. say sculptor. So that's like actually... say it out loud. I never saw that. That's and actually I, oh, because... I assume that was between no. English it's because and if you, it depends on how many times you take sake to the sculptor. Wow, cool. It's oh, on how often, moment. how often, like how what? close you get to the sculptor. It eventually, like yeah, he'll like recognize you even in his demon <gasps> form. No and, shit. Yeah, that's so good. I. It's not My because of the English like, track. It's because of what you, whether or not cool. you take him sake a certain amount or like a, enough times to like really like get through all his stories. Oh shit! Yeah, I was it's like, really oh, FromSoft cool. is just gonna make this a little more obvious. No, for, for, no, it's it's yeah. definitely just yeah, which is act- so cool. I love that. The, 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 I didn't the, see that. I gave it. I gave him so much sake too. Oh, well. Yeah, me too. Apparently, it's like a lot. It's like That's I I would send some to Emma and some to Ishin every Ishin. once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think apparently it's like a lot, like almost all of the sakes to the sculptor so, yeah. to get that response. That's yeah. really cool, though. I love the sake system. I want that to be in <laughs> yeah. every. I want that to be in games. Period. I want like let me give gifts to NPCs and have them talk about those because it gives me a little bit more of insight in their character. And also, it doesn't matter. Like not doing that didn't leave. Wouldn't have made you miss an upgrade path or right. something. It's literally just, hey, here's a cool thing you can do to uh, to learn a little bit more about these characters and yeah. have them tell you some cool stories. Um, that was that was really, really cool. Uh, we still have a bunch left, but I'm going to pick one more and maybe wrap it up there. Does that work for y'all? Sure. Yep. All right. Sure. Alice writes in and says, on the topic of Sekiro, I was wondering if I could get the room's opinion on how the game frames the Dragon Rot system as entirely the fault of Sekiro and by extension, the player. The exposition Emma gives in the beginning says that Dragon Rot is an affliction caused by Sekiro powering a resurrection and drawing on the blood of people he meets after his own blood becomes stagnant and unable to fuel resurrection. 
the word the word choice of stagnant is really interesting to me because it does a lot of the legwork. Are you dying over and over and over again to a boss? Congratulations, your blood is stagnant, you dunce. At the same time, the game practically dumps Dragonrot curses on you later in the game. Once you figure out how the system works, it's, it, uh, it loses a lot of its teeth that it might have had in the beginning. Uh, sorry, Dragonrot cures on you later in the game. Um, what do you think the Dragonrot system accomplishes? How do you feel about it? over the course of your individual playthroughs. For my money, it's very clear this is not a fully functioning system. Um, and that became even clearer when some uh, Lance McDonald, uh, who's a, a great uh, follow on Twitter, I forget what his Twitter handle is right now, but uh, he does a lot of like um, code diving and stuff for, for the FromSoft games. Mm. He's done a lot of really cool stuff mm. showing uh, like unfinished Bloodborne dialogue and like bosses, like not bosses, but actually, yeah, some bosses that were never used and some stuff like that by digging into Bloodborne's code. He's also a, a game developer. Mm. Um, and he's already gone through and done a couple of videos on Sekiro, including like previous versions of the Dragonrot system. Right. Um, and it's it feels like the version that's in here has lost most of its teeth because they wanted something, they wanted this th theming in the game, but they didn't quite ha figure out how to make it a core part without it being too punishing. Right. Um, uh, so for my part, it never really got in my way. I found the rhythm really quickly of like, basically advance to as many fog doors, so to speak, as possible, as many bosses that I knew I would get stuck on as possible. Yeah. Then once I was ready, start going through boss after boss after boss and just getting all getting people sick with the dragon rot and then afterwards curing everybody once I was going back into like exploration mode. Yeah. Um, and I kind of think that, that the fact that I was able to do that undercuts the thematic value of the stuff that we were talking about before, that the powerful prey on the weak and the powerful are, are, you know, will pursue policies that keep them in power even if it even if it hurts others. But I think that like exploring that and putting that that theme in the game through Dragon Rot was worth doing, even if they didn't necessarily like ace it, even if even if it was like a little messier than than right. in play than than maybe what they drew up on a on a whiteboard somewhere three years ago. It was definitely narratively correct, just mechanically didn't follow yeah, through. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I yeah, it works really well in the beginning. Oh, it's so good. Yep. Like, yeah, it's I, like, I fucked it's, up it's so bad with it. <laughs> I I thought my NPCs were gonna die. Totally. And yeah. That's and that's so great. That's like a that, I think that's what they want you to feel, but then they pull the punch on you know, the follow through right. on that. And it's like um, probably for, for the, the best, for the right? right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well or well, not so it I wouldn't want it to, I wouldn't want it to work how it's like would logically conclude where it's like, oh, at a certain point you die enough times and then NPCs start dying off. But I wished they found ways to put you in an awkward situation. Like what if you had to like eventually because of like at a plot progression uh, point, it's like, oh, actually like this is too much for this. And you have to choose like somehow you have to lose an NPC. Like if they forced you to start where it wasn't tied explicitly to you die X number mm -hmm. of times then you lose an NPC because you've died too much. But I do wish the dragon rot, like like through, through plot progression or something, there were more permanent consequences along the way that didn't punish you for trying to learn how to beat a boss, but yet still had more lasting permanence on the world that you couldn't just undo yeah. with a thing you buy um, through so, currency. I think there's a way to to massage that system in a way that that – impacts your experience totally the the video by the way that i'm talking about is uh on user youtube user lance mcdonald's account uh and it's called sekiro cut 
cut content, spoiler-free, dragon rot pellets, unused item, and character interactions. And you can follow Lance on Twitter at manfightdragon. Um, <laughs> and it includes stuff like, this video includes stuff like unused loading screen gameplay tips, like this one, dragon rot restoration. If someone afflicted with dragon rot is not treated, they will die. However, Emma can create a medicine called Dragon Rot Pellet to cure them. Dragon Rot Pellets uh, require re uh, resurrective power to be created. So it's like, yeah, at some point in this game, far enough in that it was in English, characters were going to die from Dragon Rot. Right. Um, and it's a, it's, it's one of those ones that I, I actually don't feel, you know, I think we all slip into um, armchair designer mode a lot, but it's like, ooh, this is a tricky mm -hmm. one. Like, I, what is, how do you walk this line? And we talked about this in terms of accessibility before, but, but like... How do you walk the line of trying to find something that puts stress on the player, but does not necessarily, but but does not necessarily scare them off from playing entirely? Here's the thing that I'm or realizing with that is, as far as I can tell, the people who would get dragon rot were all vendors, and the sculptor. No, anybody can get it. Any anybody? any talking any talkable NPC who I don't think Kuro can get it. Right. Hmm. No, because the divine the divine child got it for me once and I cured right, it from her. Right. So I think everybody can get it except I don't for remember the, Kuro. I don't think the but like Jinzeman got it. The Kotaro got it for me. Like anyone you could talk to for me. Okay, absolutely. Okay. I've died a lot. Uh, so when I said uh, I fucked up earlier, um, so I thought NPCs could die. Yeah. And I misread the description. Of using resurrective power. Oh no! As resurrecting. Uh, so, like speaking of punishment, I played the first half of that game pretty much blind, and I thought that resurrecting was what was causing dragon mm -hmm. rot. <laughs> it's not. Oh, that's not no. on you. The game is not clear yeah. about this. No. So I just hit die, right, and I right. didn't use my resurrection for like the first half of the game. Uh, which makes it worse because dying is the actual thing. <laughs> dying is the actual thing, and then the resurrection at like a uh, an, an idol is what causes it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I played about halfway through the game doing that, and uh, thank God someone was like no, and uh, course corrected that for me. But I was God. like, oh shit, like the sculptor's gonna go away, and then I can't upgrade my prosthetic, or right. like so and so is gonna happen. So I. I kind of like that though, because I even if it ended up being um, erroneous, I had I I had you my had own self-imposed yeah, consequences, totally. That's so cool. and then I later figured it out. Yeah. And like what you were talking about too, Patrick, like you could still buy stuff from the merchant, you could still upgrade the prosthetic. So like if that was hindered when they were sick, you know, maybe that would have um, given you made yeah, it feel yeah. more serious. I don't know. They do that. So the other NPCs who are on quests, like they will not advance. So right. like Jinzaemon, the, yeah, right. the the samurai, will not advance to the next stage as long as he is sick. Uh, I'm, I'm like skimming through this video now, and it's wild because the old system, which is still buried in the game's files, was that you would go up to individual sick characters and cure them with dragon rot pellets, and they would have specific dialogue. So like. Um, you know, early on, there's the mom and the son who are kind of near each other. Yeah. Um, if the if mm -hmm. the son is sick and you talk to him, he goes, "Forget about me, help my mother," uh, and then you can heal him. And he says, "Like, thank you." And then if you go and talk to the mom, and if she's been okay, she is like, um, 
that's that sick man out there. It sounds like he's gotten better. Um, uh, your mother saw you. Oh, uh, oh, Inosuke, because she thinks that you're her son. Yeah. Remember? And so she's like, your mother saw you give him that medicine. What a compassionate son I have. I want you to know that your mother is very proud. Like, there's a lot of little dialogue moments in this game that they just didn't that you just don't get because right. of the dragon rot system changing. So I'm so curious what their initial goals were with it and if it will come back in the next game. This feels like ripe for them to revisit and try to come at in a different direction, you know? Totally. Did uh, anyone else have a different read on the stagnation bit than the uh, whoever sent in the question? Because Yeah, didn't. What, do you, what did you think? Well, I thought it was like more like a, and probably this is because I had recently watched Russian Doll. It's like mm. a similar situation where things, like the things still have existed. Like people have existed through you resetting the time. Yeah. But they're like, yeah, that's why their blood is stagnating is that we're, we're not actually moving past a certain point in time. They're just reliving mm. that, but actually reliving it. And right, over and over, over and again. over again. And, like, and the way that in Russian Doll, spoilers for Russian Doll, I guess, like fruit and stuff starts to like decay and like people like don't really notice or anything because to them that's just like they're reliving a different, uh, like it, they don't, yeah, whatever. But like you notice as like the main character that cool. like, I thought it was like, that's yeah, time stuff. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, I definitely think uh, that thematically it works for me for all the reasons we keep talking about, which is just like I don't think it's Sekiro's fault. I think it's the fault of whoever was like, I know what we need to live. We need a soldier who can live forever. Right. Like it's that person's fault. It's the fault of Kuro for for not even Kuro, but Kuro's like uh, uh, family for continuing that process. Right. And, and I, I think that's the other angle of this that I would love people to dig into is just like Kuro is this interesting character who is the young naive lord who who recognizes that the world is broken and that and that if he continues it he will be benefiting on the on the cost of others um and gives his life to yeah. end that or decides he's willing to give his life to end that yeah. i think that's an interesting story in a, in a series that is often not about that or like in a, in a collection of games that is often about cycles often about people who are who throw themselves into power mm -hmm. and then you the player are kind of coming in after and doing a kind of archaeological dig into how did things fuck up like where did things go wrong what yeah. happened in Yarnum? what happened in in uh in Lordran or Drang Lake right. like how did the powerful fuck over people but here you very specifically have a character who is like we need to unfuck the situation mm -hmm. and not perpetuate the cycle but it's also not the dark soulsy like your options are perpetuating the cycle or falling into darkness right it's we can break this. We can get through it. And in that way, it's like a way more hopeful game than their past games have been, I think, um, in a traditional sense of hopefulness. I'm yeah. sure if you hope to bring in the Lords of Chaos from outer space, you know, you can totally do that in Bloodborne. <laughs> and that's, that's the thing you're hoping for. Then Godspeed. Right. God's God, cosmic God. dark gods yeah. of, the, of the ether speed. <laughs> that is our Sekiro spoiler cast. Uh, hold on. Uh, wait, hold on. Hold on. I just want to I want to put this in. Put it Please. into the world. This is something that you and I said in a private chat, but I want to put oh it out God, there. Yes. I want to breathe it in, breathe Please. it into the world. Um, that hasn't helped with Mecha Souls, so I don't know if we're damning ourselves or encouraging it. But um, yo, Disney, I, you got problems. You're you're bad for the world. I love that game, but um, <laughs> do this, do this for us. 
Just give from software the Star Just Wars do it. license. Oh my I look God. at this. Austin, oh, I looked at this shit. game and said, Fuck. "Yo, yeah. lightsabers. lightsabers. Yes. yes, yes, lightsabers. Yes." Yeah. Uh, someone did write in and say, "Austin, what would you want them to take from this into an armored core game?" Uh, and the answer is actually melee combat. Like I love yeah. the armored core series, but in general, the melee combat in, the, in those games have just been like you hit the circle button and do a slash with your saber, and you can <laughs> kind of get into some stuff. Like Armored Core Four had some cool like dueling in the sky, sliding past each other moments. Mm. Not this this idea of like clashing against each other and counters and parries would be great, especially if they did a game like Mecha Souls where they're blending medieval and mech games. Um, I- yeah. But also lightsabers. That would be give them the Star Wars license and it would just be so cheap. So uh choice. Chief. It would be so chief. I know this I know this <laughs> this runs counter to kind of every like theme in this in this game, but I actually would be really interested to try the system in a PvP yeah. mode. Like just parrying each other and like all like that sounds cool <laughs> i mean that is what <laughs> i wonder if modders modders will find some way to do that on the the, the pc yeah, PC. yeah. I yeah. totally they I mean that's a big part of it seems like a very natural sequel bit yeah. i would imagine mm-hmm. or is, like dlc okay. like an arena you can go into and just like set up fights well, right? imagine the um demon souls fight against the God was it the old monk, the old monk. Remember the part of Demon Souls? I mean, maybe maybe you didn't have this happen, Patrick. But there's a an, a, a boss called the old monk in Demon Souls, and it's no, this is the best the best boss in any right, Souls where game by far. You go in, and it is another player who you have to fight. It's just like it's just like oh shit, uh, and I think that they they always look like. This one character who has this like uh-huh. weird headpiece on, but it's played by another player. Is it another player doing the boss fight at the same time? Does it match you up like that, or is it like the? Con- I forget. I forget how someone gets like summoned into that uh, position. I so for is me, the ring you wear. Or I something? kept getting. Um, it it must be like a ring you wear or a, or a headpiece or something. Probably. Um, but I and so when I went back and replayed uh, a demon or played yeah. Demon Souls for the first time uh, a couple of years back. I kept getting uh, – t- uh, there was this guy who was trolling me who kept coming in to my game, and uh, he was, kept using something called the Scraping oh my Spear. God, fuck that guy. And the Scraping Spear is an item in Demon Souls that if you are attacked with it, it uh, uh, degrades and breaks your armor, and it's, like, very expensive to fix your armor. And so he would just come into my game, not kill me. He would just degrade my armor and then leave. Um, I wrote a piece about it for for Kotaku if you go search, like, Demon Souls, Troll, Klupik. Um so he kept coming in, and like it just wasn't like a fun. F- I wasn't getting the moment that you're supposed to get, which is doing like a fun PvP fight to get through this. So I just disconnected my network cable, and what happens is the game then spawns in like a generic sort of enemy that's really easy to to kill. Um, but yeah, that would be such a cool thing in Sekiro is like to have to face off against yeah. like an actual It'd be player so cool. for, for a fight. They should bring that, just bring back that trick for yeah. the sequel. Cause that would just be such a fun surprise. It, it, you know, other dark souls games have had those moments where you join a covenant and then you get summoned in as like a, as a NPC or as a, as a enemy to mm-hmm. fight for people. But it's but optional. It's, yes. It's the, optional, right? Like the fun part of demon souls was that was like, nah, the system that you can more or less avoid yeah you're going to have to confront it head on and you didn't know what you were going to get, so right? Fun. Like you're going to get a magic user. You're going to get a guy with, a, right, right. with an ax. Like it was just such a weird, uh, cool thing that they, they really haven't done anything like totally. that since. All right. On that note, we're going to wrap, wrap up our Sekiro spoiler cast. Thank you for writing in your great questions. 
Thank you for uh, for for listening and, and enjoying this great game with us. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. You can find Cotto at A underscore Cotto underscore Piers. Patrick Klepik at Patrick Klepik. Joel Fowler over at Free Magic on Twitter. Everything we do at Waypoint, you can find twitter.com slash Waypoint. By the time you hear this, we will be either in the middle of or we're trying to figure out when we're going to post this still <laughs> or uh, we'll be about to do our Save Point 2019 stream to raise money for the Trans Lifeline. Find out more information about that uh, at waypoint.zone slash save point 2019. Uh, just the quick details, we will be streaming from May 2nd through the 4th, May 2nd, no, through the 5th, May yeah. 2nd uh, at noon Eastern Standard Time, Eastern Daylight Time, uh, EDT, mm-hmm. over at twitch.tv slash waypoint. Uh, super excited to do that, so come watch us do that, help donate to a great cause. As always, thank you to Bowen for letting us use the track Miss You off the EP Pale Machine. Find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. And as always, if you have questions, you can send them into gaming at vice.com. Those will show up in all of our email boxes and we'll read them and go like, oh, yeah, good. That's a good one. Um, and hopefully answer them at some point. That's going to do it for us. Uh, until next time, peace. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. All right. (laughs) Someone wrote in from Palatine, Illinois. Uh Uh-huh. It's funny. That's me. That's you. Did you do it? Wow. One, oh, here's a very, here's a very embarrassing story. Um, So... (laughs) This happened a couple, maybe a month or two back. Um, I had some, some tweet of mine like went viral, and like I was at some point like scrolling through some of, like the quote teats of like people who didn't follow me but were sharing it. I can't remember what it was, and um, one of them listed in their bio, uh, they're from Palatine. Mm. I was like, wow, that, that's like what are the chances? Random Northwest suburb of Chicago, and you're like you're super into video games, so I like sent the tweet to myself and was yeah. like, I'm going to reach out to that person later. It'd be, I don't know anyone around me that like is into video games. It'd be cool to like make a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like, set it aside. And then like a couple weeks later, I like reached out to them. I was like, Hey, could you DM me? I realized that's weird. Um, that random person is just asking you to DM them. But um, so I did. Um, and they reached out to me. And I was like, and I did my pitch. I was like, Hey, like I saw you quote tweeted me and you're from Palatine. I'm from Palatine. You know, if I see you're into games, if you ever want to like get a coffee or drink some time, like I don't really know anyone in the area that's into games. And the response was, Oh, okay. And then nothing. They, wow. They, no Damn. follow up just fucking left me out there 
hanging. Wow. Just, I was I oh, was okay. so ashamed, wow. and I, I I like felt like I put myself out there. I feel like I did the uh, like I'm a happily married man, been in this relationship for like 15 years. I did the equivalent of like t- going up to a girl at the bar, uh-huh. introducing myself, and just like no Swing thanks, a miss. yeah, no thanks, no God, thanks. God, that's so funny. Um. Right? Come on. It's <laughs> so oh, okay. Oh, okay. See how many followers I have? <laughs> Asshole. You should be thankful I'm reaching out to you. That's where my mind went after that. Yeah, we got to get you some ice for that ego. That's fucking rough. <laughs> God. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, can we uh, clap so I can go let's to the bathroom? Do it. Yep, let's clap at uh, thir- at uh, t- thirty-two. Okay, you have to run to the bathroom. Okay, he's gonna go to the bathroom. Finish <laughs> getting these questions ready. Um, Kato, this yeah, the waveform looks good. Okay, yay! Hopefully, I'm gonna turn my mic down not to one, but ninety. Ninety-six. Ninety-six was a good year. Was it? What happened in '96? In, in Atlanta, it was. We had an Outcast album. We had the. Uh, Olympics. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We had one of the last freak. '96 is that? Is '96 the introduction of the of the Dancing Man? Which uh, which which, which <laughs> man? Sorry, the 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 fucking uh, the ones outside of car dealers now. Oh, it was the Olympics <laughs> that invented the 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 blowy guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which Olympics was that? Was that Atlanta? Did I we it, are we I responsible it, for the blowy I, person? I think you might be. You know what I'm talking about, Austin? The like slippy, slippy inflatable car dealership guy. In, yeah. Yeah, I know those guys. What's up with those guys? They were invented for the one of the Olympic opening ceremonies. Oh wow, that's funny. And I think it was, I think it was, Tube Man. 1996 Summer Olympics. Hell yeah, Atlanta. Originally called his invention, the tall boy. That's a different thing. Um, I'm going to pee very quick. Be right back. Okay. All right, be good. <clears throat> Guess the tall boy being invented in '96 makes it an all right year. Or was it a bad year otherwise? I don't know. I didn't know. I had no recoll. I've very not a lot of recollection of '96. Mm. I was small. My memories of that era are such that I would I would have sworn that I had seen an inflatable dancing man before 1996. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 